Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 219. And today we are here with pro skater, Jake Hayes. Hey, what up? Psyched Jake, to be here. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Jake, uh, dude, I want to say thank you, bro. Like, ever since I've been hanging out with you and Jay, it's it's just like the feelings all come back to me now, dude. Hell yeah, that's like, that's uh, that's amazing. That's kind of what skating's about. You know? Yeah. Always kind of chasing that feeling. You know, and you forget it. Maybe you didn't because you kept going. Yeah. But I know m- myself and so many other people, dude. Like, I used to skate back in the day. And then you see them getting back into it now. And you're like, oh, my God, it feels so good. But this is, like, one of those only things that you do. And it's just, like, this is not just for having fun. This is, like, who I am as a person. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I feel like I've forgotten who I was as a person. And and I, like, feel it all coming back now, you know? Well, it's, like, I feel like skating is one of those things that if you get into it at a young age it really like shapes you as a person yeah like, it can really like teach you a lot of things about like being nice to other people and like you know uh showing etiquette at the skate park you know mm. like, who goes first and who doesn't you know waiting a turn and things like that and it really like builds a solid like character foundation i feel like that's funny you say that dude because uh i started skating again when christian started skating yeah. he wanted to get a deck so i went to the shop and i uh-huh. was like oh i'll just get one i'll push around and right when i stepped on it, i was like oh fuck yep. i'm back <laughs> exactly but then we went to the skate park and he was just shook he didn't want to go skate around i said dude you just gotta do it yeah and then once he did it's like nothing because For no sure. matter what the people look like it's five-year-old ten-year-old kid 40-year-old man like yeah. everybody is chill exactly yeah and it's like if you're at the skate park that's the thing is like it's kind of camaraderie yeah you know where it's like everyone is there for that purpose they're there to skate there to hang out there to like have a good time so it's if you're getting up in the mix with that that's like that's all anybody can ask for you know? yeah hell yeah man so, and um looks like you have a, a new hobby too yeah i mean definitely trying to get into the car world a hell little bit. Yeah. yeah trying to figure it out it's a big it's a big world but yeah slowly trying to navigate my way through it well they definitely uh transition over for, for sure, sure. yeah you know, ever since i started skating again and posting it up mm-hmm. dude we've just been getting so much love from it because yeah. like i said this is like the culture yeah exactly you know it's so weird there there's a culture of like people that played sports mm-hmm. you know football basketball baseball and then there's the people that didn't yeah and it always seems like they gravitated towards you know like uh skateboarding or or cars yeah for sure well i feel like it's a lot of uh it's a lot of solo time it's a lot of time to be in your head you know and like figure things out and like i don't know i mean when i was a kid i I was lucky enough to be able to grow up and skate with people next door so it wasn't always like you know a solo thing but uh that is one of the big similarities i feel like Mm -hmm. between cars and skating is you can just go out there and just do it yourself and just be alone you know yeah 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 Yeah. so when did you get even the idea that you wanted to be into cars uh well i mean my dad built hot rods when i was like all through when i was growing up oh really yeah since i was like i don't know as as long as i can remember i mean he was definitely building them before i was like before i was alive so what kind of cars were those i mean uh old chevys and stuff Mm. like that like old like 1940s and stuff like that oh okay gotcha gotcha and then uh yeah so I was always around it. He always had like a workshop with a lift and like everything. And then kind of never really got into it because in my mind, it was always skating, 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 mm. you know, it was never, could, couldn't do anything else, you know? And then as I've gotten older, I've realized that like, I have so much spare time with skating that, cause it's like, you know, it's not a, a scheduled thing. It's, I can skate whenever I want, you know? And then, so 
I've come to find out that it's definitely better to put that spare time to good use and maybe learn something else, you know. Mm. And then I found that cars is kind of natural because I've always been around it as like a my team manager Jay is always around cars yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's just perfect. He's a good go to person for anything that I need, like help related, you know, car wise. Uh, anything wise Any- big shout out to jay man yeah for real He's i love jay dude yeah he does a lot for a lot of people definitely man there's certain people that you meet and you're just like yeah this dude has a good aura for sure yeah him. no he definitely uh He's like a solid foundation for a lot of people, you know? Like, yeah. Does a lot for a lot of people. Hell yeah, man. So, Much love to you, Jay. Hell yeah, Jay. But, um, so what was it with the BMW? Uh, see, like another dude, another skater, Ashad, mm-hmm. he has a couple. And the first time I got in his, I don't know, it was super sick. I really liked being in it and stuff. But in my head, it was kind of always something that was a little like out of my realm, like the price wise and stuff like mm. that, you know? And then... Me being in America, being from Australia, I kind of never really wanted to get too attached to anything, you know? Like, I yeah. never, I'm always going to go back to Australia at some point. So, I'm like, don't have too much stuff that I'm, like, really into over here and have to get rid of at some point, you know? But then it got to the point where I, like, had so much downtime and I was just like, all right, well, I need to, need to do something. And then, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a good place to go. I really like those cars, the way they look. And then, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just became accessible to me. And I think I got in at the right time with... Uh, the price i paid for them because it seems like they're only going up right now yeah you definitely did get into that chassis at a great time yeah um, ever since i've been into the bmw community just from the outside looking in i yeah. I, I just see it growing mm-hmm. and when the older chassis uh start getting lower in price you know yeah. like the e92s and mm-hmm. then the f80s those ones they they're like the new tuner car now yeah those cars the you could do so much stuff to mm-hmm. those and then once once that starts getting attention then the older well i can't afford the e92 yeah so let me get a 46 or something yeah yeah and then it keeps going down Mm -hmm. and uh then the community just grows yep just seems like it's at the e30 right now yeah yeah so so you got uh how many bmws right now i have two i have a a white 1986 uh 325e okay and then I have like a metallic silver or gray uh, 318i, which is a 91. No way. Yeah, which, that one's a stick shift. That one's in the shop at the moment. So, Very cool, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm excited to get that one out. So which one do you like better? I like the stick shift one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little more fun. I was always kind of worried about getting a stick shift car in America. Mm. Because obviously driving on the other side of the road. But I don't know. I got the first one, which is the automatic. And then I was like, kind of have this car to have fun with it. And I can't really have too much fun with this. It's kind of slow and it's automatic you know Got so you. i was like all right i'm just gonna commit i was gonna do the transmission swap to that one uh-huh. but it's so clean and like crisp that i didn't really want to like mess around with it you know yeah so ended up finding another one for cheap and then yeah very cool yeah dude. so i just ended up with two yeah it's, it's always good to have you know multiple projects because mm-hmm. one could just be that that clean car exactly you know yeah. washed up clean and just just go cruising yeah for sure and then you have the other one that you just go nuts with exactly and that's the one that i'm kind of like learning to do stuff with because i'm kind of too scared to mess around with the white one because it is so clean yeah the, the other one it's kind of a little bit beaten up so i'm just like all right i'm just gonna go to town on this one and dude how exciting i know bro. i'm stoked Can't so wait. when did you actually get them um i want to say i got my first one maybe a year and a half ago now Mm. yeah and the second one was probably about a year ago now gotcha yeah so what are some of the things that you've learned on it i mean the first thing i did to the the silver one was pull the front seats out because they were both completely ripped and the back one was like a nice leather seat so i I had to find something you know that suited the back one Mm -hmm. and then 
for some reason, I don't know, BMW seats are so complex that it's, I don't know, the mechanics in the, the putting the two pieces together. Mm-hmm. It's so complex. But that was the first thing I learned. Me and Jay spent a little bit of time trying to figure that one out. Really? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a nightmare. But I'm really glad we got that sorted out. Good, dude. So, yeah, when I worked at uh, Best Buy, I was doing install. Oh, okay, and yeah. every time they would bring in an old like uh, German car, BMW yeah. or something like that, I'm like, fuck, yeah, man, I don't want to sure. do this. That's what, that's what Jay's talking about too all the time because he's got a Civic. So he's always like, man. You, like if only you knew, if only yeah. you knew the difference between these two. Like, yeah, bro. If you would have started with a Civic, or in the future, if you get a Civic, exactly. you'd be like, "Wow, this is way easier." I'll probably never go back to a BMW. <laughs> Hell no, bro. <laughs> like putting Lego together. Yeah, to yeah. me either. Every whenever they get three years, I'm like, "All right, next one." Exactly. <laughs> I gotta move on because that's when the lights are gonna start turning yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> Good shit, though, man. So, but, what yeah. do you think of Hondas? I mean. I don't really know too much about them or anything. I'm all I'm into the scene because of Jay. Gotcha. So it's only kind of as of late that I've kind of figured out like who certain people are and what they do and like everything like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's like seems like a cool scene. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Um I gotta show you my uh my other civic. Yeah. Not the not the gray one. I have another one back there. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a right hand drive too. Oh sick. Yeah. Perfect yeah hell yeah but it's the the honda community is dope man and the, sure. the best thing about it is like it's so established yeah so you could literally find anything yeah for, for sure and, and if there's a, a part say like say like a steering wheel mm-hmm. there's probably like 15 companies yeah that will make them uh-huh. you know lower control arms yeah. another 10 to 15 mm-hmm. you know it's just the options are endless for sure and you could always build something to your your specific you're like whatever you want it to yeah, be. Exactly. It could be down to however you want it to be. For sure. I also found that I I feel like a lot of like Honda people and BMW people kind of get along. Like yeah. It's like a similar community for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. It seems it seems like the BMW guys they're they're going a little more in depth now. Yeah. And that's what it's uh that's similar with the Honda guys. Yeah. For sure. Because the Honda guys they'll build the car straight from the bottom uh-huh. up. Yeah. You know, and like I was telling you before, now when I do a project, mm-hmm. I can't just like, oh, put some new seats in yeah, it yeah, or, or something yeah. like that. Like, no, dude, it's so much pressure. For sure. Like, I have to compete with myself. Yeah, exactly. My last build that I did. Exactly. I can't let this one be worse than that one. For sure. So you're, it's like a plan dude. like okay i gotta do this 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 date i gotta take it yep. here and they're like man fuck all that dude i'm <laughs> gonna go sure. skate <laughs> definitely see that's that's another thing where uh cars and skateboarding align mm-hmm. where you have this thing where you're like i need to build a car that's better than the last one you know but then with skating it's like i need to film a part that's better than the last one mm. you know so it's always like a constant like uh battle to try and outdo the last thing that you've done I feel you. You know, and like, I feel that's the same with cars. Yeah, no, definitely, man. So, I mean, if, if you're that type of person for sure, who wants to push yourself. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's skateboarding, you have to be, especially sure. if you're at the pro level. Exactly. You have to. And if you're at the pro level of, you know, building cars yeah, or being sure. in the community, mm-hmm. everything you do has to be better than the last thing, yeah, which definitely. is like so much pressure too, you know. For sure. But then once you get that idea mm-hmm. you're like all right let's do it and once you find that spot it, it sucks when you get stagnant when it's like all right well what am i gonna do exactly what's gonna be better than what i did last time like, well let's talk about it bro uh you are pro for death wish yep 
And Death Wish just came out with the movie Uncrossed. Yep. Uh, it was, what, November 26th or something like that? Yeah, 26th or 27th. Something, something like around that. there. We yeah. went to the, the, the premiere. That was yep. so cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, such a good time, man. Uh, so how was it putting together uh, for the part for that video? I mean, uh, putting together a part is always pretty stressful because, like we said, we always want it to be better than the last. Mm -hmm. But for this one, it was extra stressful because you're in the video with people like jamie foy mm. and pedro delfino and kirby and stuff like that and it's yeah. like those guys are all so gnarly like they're all so talented at skating and mm -hmm. they don't care about their lives they just yeah. want to, they just want to fucking like they just want to die you know? especially that pedro oh Dude, my god dude. and it's like <laughs> i love skateboarding but i don't want to die yeah you know like and i like I don't know. It's so hard to compete with someone like that when in reality, it's not really a competition, you know, it's yeah. like everyone's just doing their own thing. Everyone's sponsored for like their own reason, you know? And so I seem to forget that a little bit, but filming for that video was definitely stressful in that regard, but I did the best I could in the time that I had. And I don't know, I feel like throughout most of the time filming for that video, I wasn't really in the best headspace. Mm. And so I, that, I think that plays a big part in like, the final production of what comes out really yeah why was that i don't know i just feel like i just i don't know i was stagnant myself not just with skating but just with like what i was doing and like i don't know just kind of wasn't really feeling in the best spot when did that hit you was it like the, the whole year or? i mean yeah i guess it was the whole year but I, maybe even like a little bit before that i was in a trip in australia like at the start of the year and was just like i don't know just wasn't having the best time it was a new balance trip and I'm obviously back home mm -hmm. and it just like wasn't as fun as I feel like it should be. And then it all kind of felt like it started there and it just kept kind of progressing from there. But I don't know. I feel like I got myself out of the hole. I went to New York for a while and like kicked it with my girlfriend. Yeah. And then so, yeah, just kind of got a little, little bit of a fresh outlook on things when I came back and like, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like it's like the pressure of everything or? Uh, I don't feel like there's any so much pressure from like the companies I ride for or anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like the pressure more so comes from myself with, yeah. with again, like trying to be better than before, you know? And it's like, I don't want to be one of those skaters that's kind of like just coasting by and being like, okay, cool. I did like the bare minimum, you know, like yeah. that's my job done. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm getting paid to skate. Like yeah. it's the least I can do is put the most effort in at all times, you know? Yeah. So. Especially for people that hold themselves to such a high regard, you know, sure. with that comes a, a lot of stress yeah. and a lot of weight that mm -hmm. other people wouldn't even know that you're carrying. For sure. You know, it, it's just in your exactly, head. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you talk to people and, and, you know, like if you were to hear like, yo, Jake's not in the best space, but yeah. then they see they see you and you're cool, you know, like, oh, he seems cool. But yeah, it's like, like, no, I don't. I'm not out there in the world like pissed off at everything yeah, but yeah i got sure. a lot of shit going on exactly. in my head yeah and it's like a lot of people see you on your instagram and they're like oh he's fine like his instagram's fine and it's like yeah but a lot of the time that's kind of like a thing you have to uphold you know you can't exactly. really be letting people know like oh I'm, I'm down right now or anything like that it's like you kind of just need to keep it going keep it pushing yeah because there are a lot of people out there that like they want to see the content they want to see the skating they want to see the cars or whatever you know like so it is important to try and like just push through it and keep it going. Do you feel like you get looked at as Jake Hayes, the skater, and not many people look at Jake Hayes as the person? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I guess so. Like um, most of the my followers, I guess, follow me because of my skating, you know, and that's totally like what it's there for, you know, that's what the Instagram's there for. 
but I mean, yeah, I'd say that's it's kind of the case. But I mean, I'm not bummed at that. That's like, yeah. I have my close friend circle, you know, that check in on me and then I check in on them. It's like kind of how that works. And yeah. Then, yeah, the Instagram thing, like that's fine. Like I am the, the pro skater or whatever. So that's what they they look for, you know. So I'm quite happy like to give that to them. Yeah. So. No, I, I can definitely relate to that, dude, mm-hmm. especially being in this community and with the for pressures sure. and, you know, having the business for so long. It's mm-hmm. just... Like, I've literally come to the point where I was like, these people don't really care for me. For sure. They care for mm-hmm. what I do. And what you can do for What them. I can do for them, mm-hmm. who I know, mm-hmm. how they can use me. Exactly. And I've, I've come to terms with it. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't fault people for thinking that way because it's it's not their fault. Yeah, for you sure. You know, and, and I, I say that because it really takes a certain sort of headspace to step back and to actually realize everything yeah. uh-huh. and to, to 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 just make sense of it all. Like, for sure. Why should all of these people that follow me care about me yeah. as a person, uh-huh. care about what I have going on yeah, at sure. home? Mm-hmm. That has that's not the reason that they're following exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But that that actually like balances a line of of well, you know, you could look at it the other way. You guys, yeah. you guys don't even care about me. Exactly. You know? and, and when you look at that, that's you're trying to get validation mm-hmm. from from people, and we're all we're all doing it. But it, it's a tight rope, man. You can't exactly. you can't let them be in in charge of your, your happiness. happiness. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you take a downward spiral as soon as you like start relying on other people for yeah that thing. Yeah, but then. Yeah. Like you said, do you have a small group of people that that'll check on you or whatever? Exactly. And, yeah, and that's great, man. And it's good to go through some stuff like that For sometimes. Sure. It, it's it's good to have those ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know, because when you, when you're in those downs, you're realizing how good that you did have exactly it, yeah. you know mm-hmm. and then when you're in the ups you look back at when you're down and you're, and you're like, like oh man i'm glad i'm, I'm, not, down I'm, glad I'm not down there anymore yeah, yeah for sure but i mean last year was just a fucking crazy year yeah for I mean, everybody i feel like yeah everybody was definitely feeling some type of hardship in some type of way you know yeah, yeah. which i really hope that it kind of brought compassion to for more sure. people yeah because uh, prior to 2020 like there's really no compassion for sure out there i see you posting on instagram always people like you know got to be on the hustle you know like 2020 was the year of the hustle it really was like a yeah lot of people like lost a lot of things and it's like the time to like step up and be like all right yeah like, like fight or flight really and a lot of the times you know i i say things and i try to motivate people but they do come off very harshly yeah but it, i mean it's like it's I mean, tough love, really. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know, motivation is just motivation. Yeah. However it comes out, you know. And and I, I try to put the stuff out there that works for me. For sure. And hopefully people that are like-minded as, as myself, yeah. that they'll gravitate towards it. Yeah, definitely. But sometimes when I do put that out there, I'll get attacked by other people. Well, it's easy for you to say your family didn't die or what happened. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, bro, sure. you're taking the extreme. Yeah, you're taking it way too far. What I'm saying right now is that life is not how we expected it. You might have more free time. Mm-hmm. Learn Photoshop. Yeah, do something with it. Do something. Exactly. Learn Final Cut. Yeah. Learn learn how to print t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Learn something. And yeah, if you sure. did learn that, this is the perfect time because now you don't have in the past, 2019, exactly. you have to worry about, well, I got to go to work. So mm-hmm. I don't have no time for Final Cut or something like that. For sure. You know, but I did see a lot of people that they uh, they they succeeded yeah. in the year. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that was a beautiful thing to see, man. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, that's what I like seeing. It seemed like that with skating too. A lot of people like started off slow, but then a lot of people really made the most of like 
the bad situation. You know? Yeah. So. so speaking of a bad situation, dude, uh, you were right in the heart of the riots. I was, yeah. Dude, so tell me about that. So I was living on the corner of Fairfax and Melrose, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, with Jay. And, uh, the exact corner of Fairfax right, and Melrose. Right there in the thick of it. <laughs> and uh, so the, the apartment situation, we lived in an apartment that was in the parking lot of one of those storefronts that's on Melrose. Yeah. Know? So it's like you pull into the parking lot and then upstairs there's two, two little apartments, downstairs there's two little apartments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I don't know, like kind of kind of got the vibe that everything was kind of going to like start to turn to shit you know oh really yeah well like obviously the whole blm movement had already started to pick up and everything was already starting to happen you know and so i can't remember exactly what the the exact thing was it was like one of the police officers from the original case that didn't get tried i uh, didn't get like uh jail time or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't exactly remember what it was that started those exact riots but whatever it was it happened and i was out skating that day and i was like okay i need to make sure i'm home before dark in case anything happens and as soon as i get home i'm pulling over the hill like driving over melrose and it's like fires everywhere there's people out on the streets like it seriously looks like armageddon and i'm like oh shit so i like take the back streets to my house and i call jay and i was like hey you need to like get home as soon as possible you know like this shit's starting to get out of hand and i pull up and then uh one of the dudes who used to work at one of the storefronts he's out the front with a with a sledgehammer and he's like walking around and i'm like oh my god like shit's actually getting real and so we're all kind of just like waiting out the front to see what happens jay pulls up and we're just kind of standing there and i'm like parked kind of right on the right on the corner of where it's like fairfax and melrose on the street on the street out the front of my house gotcha. there's no room in the parking lot the oh, par- shit. Par- parking lot's all closed off like chained up everything you know so people can't get in yeah we're like all right uh i'm parked on the street kind of close to where everything's happening and i'm like do you think I should move my car? I'm like hitting up Jay. I'm like, do you think I should move my car? It's like kind of close. He's like, yeah, maybe just wait a sec, see what happens. And then like, he looks over into the gas station and he's like, those dudes in the gas station have guns. And I was like, what? He's like, those guys have guns for sure. And I was like, all right, should I go move my car? And he's like, yeah, probably. And I was like, all right. So I go move my car. And then while I'm moving, like right as I'm parking my car, he calls me. He's like, do not come back down here. Those dudes who are in the gas station just fired off a bunch of rounds into Melrose. And I was just like, what? He's like, yeah, they're running up the street, like toward your direction now. And I'm just like, wait, what? He's like, just get out of here, go drive somewhere else or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I drive into Beverly Hills and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then like, you know, I wait a little bit and he calls me back and he's like, you know, it's safe to come back. Those dudes like took off. I was like, all right, holy shit, this is crazy. And then my girlfriend, at, like my girlfriend was in Beverly Hills at the time. So I went and got her, came back to the house. Cause I was like, she's from New York and we're in LA and I'm like, you don't really have anywhere to be like anywhere that's safe. Like oh, you should be with me kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Took it back to my house and we get there and then the gates locked and we can't find the key to get in. So we have to scale the wall to get over <laughs> into the apartment complex. And I'm just like, this is insane. And then, uh, yeah, you know, so we're kind of waiting around and stuff. Riots start to get really hectic. There's people everywhere, you know, like just shipping broken glass windows everywhere and stuff. And then, so I don't know, like, uh, the police ended up coming and then the, what, what was it the national, national guard, guard yeah. yeah national guard ended up coming too and they were like stationed right out the front of our house because that's the main intersection you know <laughs> and then uh yeah shit started picking up again and then jay like he was out the front you know and he's like all the cops were like pointing their like rubber bullet guns and everything at them and like you know, jay's like you know we live here everything's fine like we live here and they're like we don't give a shit like get back in your house and then like 
everything starts picking up again and they start letting off rubber bullets jay gets hit in the leg like through the through our fence and stuff it was like it was the most hectic time i couldn't believe it <laughs> yeah bro walk out onto melrose and like the starbucks is on fire like broken windows everywhere people just like i don't know doing the, the craziest shit oh my god dude it was insane that's so wild and like bro. i'm all for people going and do, like getting theirs you know doing their thing or whatever but like when it's so close to home it's like a little scary you know it's like you know i'm just like holy shit this is where i live like i don't know i'm like worried right now when i went to the pad dude it's literally <laughs> right? it's right there yeah. jay was telling me and I, when i get there i'm like bro this is literally right here and then when i was looking through your instagram last night i saw one of your posts and it just clicked i'm yep. like oh my god they were here when that yeah, shit happened real. and it was like yeah that was like an appreciation post more so for like jay just being like thanks for fucking holding down the block yeah like, him and the dude who used to work at the store storefront like those two dudes held down the block wow all night jay stayed up until six in the morning sitting out the front no shit yeah, making sure that nobody fucked with us fuck that so, is wild yeah man. once again like shout out a real one yeah right so, yeah that's crazy bro mm -hmm. so did you feel any any sort of thing like people had animosity towards you they were looking at you sort of because i remember back in the day when they had the uh the the first the watts the riots ones, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um anybody was getting it any any person that was white was was gonna get fucked with no I, matter what i almost i mean i didn't feel any animosity towards myself or towards like like white people or, mm -hmm. or like towards any other race or anything like that i felt more of like an animosity towards like the government gotcha it was okay. more of like a big fuck you to the government yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 i mean they were going through breaking like small like business front windows and stuff yeah. which is pretty whack but I believe that their message was a fuck you to the government, not like a singling out where certain people, because yeah. you know, like it's the black rights movement, but there's uh, people who, who own storefronts who are black and their shit's getting broken. Yeah, dude. Um, shout out to moon from apartment four B uh, down on Fairfax. Um, I don't know if you've ever been into it, dude. It's, it has a bunch of like de old decorations and stuff. When you go into it, it's yeah. like an old apartment from New York. Uh -huh. And, uh, it's so cool to just go in there. They'll have like old Wu-Tang albums oh, and ta cassettes yeah, and things yeah, like sick. that. And I remember seeing it like that their shit got broken into. I'm like, are you guys fucking kidding me? For real. Dude. But once it gets to that point, there's, there's no logic. All yeah. logic is out of the window. Anybody's yeah. getting it. I mean, yeah, it started with the people who were actually out there trying to promote a good message, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it kind of darkness falls you know i kind of feel like it turns bad yeah people are just out to i guess enjoy themselves because it's it's fun to break shit you know but like i don't know time and place for it yeah it, it definitely took a change the the blm movement in the daytime was a positive thing for sure and you know they were they were making their voice heard fighting for a good cause exactly mm -hmm. but there is that other culture that you know la culture yeah. where they don't give a fuck about anything anybody they're scamming they're stealing exactly they're, yeah they're doing whatever yeah, and sure. it's like those people that was their night that was their holiday for sure and you see even places like cookies getting broken into and shit like what are you guys doing bro it, it made me feel like the purge yeah like a night exactly the purge. like all right this is our one night to just go out and break shit steal shit do whatever we can and like we're not gonna get caught were you afraid at the, at the time or how were you embracing the whole situation that was going on i mean 
it was crazy because I mean I've obviously seen the documentary to the one like that happened back in the day and yeah. stuff, you know, and like to me it's crazy that I was there for yeah. that, being like a kid from Australia and stuff, and then like just happening to live on that like corner at that time during that like thing, you know, and so I don't know, like the thing that I was worried about, like, is I'm scared of guns, you mm-hmm. know, it's like being from Australia, we don't have guns that are accessible like that, you mm-hmm. know, like it, over here, there's like a, a lot of people have guns. Yeah, I got a gun right here, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, like a stray bullet, like, yeah. who knows, anything can happen. True. Someone just firing off into Melrose, like True. anything can happen. Like that's, that's kind of what I'm worried about, but it was definitely an experience to experience yeah like i definitely lived that and was like wow yeah there's definitely that morbid side of me that would really want to be there for sure and witness everything mm-hmm. you know because you could read it you could see the post you could even know friends that were there yeah. but if you're not there if you're not feeling that energy like you can't really grasp the situation for sure like people watching this and hearing that story they'll be like oh cool like that was crazy but like living that and actually being there like that like that was insane hell yeah dude yeah. i could only imagine man but For then sure. you know the adult side of me kicks in and is like same thing bro mm-hmm. stray bullets anything could fucking yeah, happen got a kid got, yeah got a lady i got th- like, i got business i got everything exactly. fucking going on i can't be out there fucking around For sure. but um definitely did want to go check out what was going For on sure, man, yeah. it's like just, a lot of people did yeah. yeah we went a couple days afterwards mm-hmm. just because we were going to la for something and we just oh let's just pass by fairfax for sure it was so eerie dude mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of like wood everything boarded up everything boarded up graffiti and mm-hmm. but then a uh, good thing is you see a lot of people from the neighborhood helping clean exactly, up yeah i saw like uh the bike shop on the corner uh, his shit got completely destroyed really yeah but then i walked out the next day and there was maybe like 20 people out there like trying to break his like gate trying to fix it open and like fix it closed and stuff you know so yeah. he could like keep his shit all intact but yeah i don't know it's yeah i remember uh when it was going down it was diamond they were mm-hmm. they had it closed down and there was like dudes there with guns yeah and it's like bro, this Supreme is was the fucking same. serious yeah. man they're like no one's getting in here. and i think diamond just opened up not long ago oh, or no if way. they're still closed down now yeah since then it's crazy oh uh, yeah i think supreme's been shut the whole time too so wild yeah. man so are you familiar with like that that block and the significance of it a fairfax i mean i know that it's like a a famous like popular block you know but i don't exactly know like why oh got gotcha, you gotcha. but i know it's like i mean obviously it's big for streetwear and yeah yeah yeah, and yeah weed now and like all that sort of stuff but yeah yeah that uh if i'm not mistaken that whole block got popping because of supreme oh okay yeah because before that it was um i forget just just a regular block and yeah. not not really anything there and then uh-huh. supreme uh opened up and then when they opened up mm. then the bl- then the whole block started going so all the rent around there just went straight up as <laughs> yeah as as dude. Like, yep, we need to be in there i can't imagine how much one of those spots costs now be so much yeah but then i'll listen to um you know the adam 22 podcast mm-hmm. and they're always talking about it because they're from that area there and yeah. they say that like it's fairfax is dead now for sure only thing that's happening there is just bad stuff yeah it seems like uh i have that citizen app Mm -hmm. because i'm always like there's always choppers overhead because i live in hollywood and so i'm always trying to see what's going on yeah and then always in that area kind of around those two two main streets you know fairfax and melrose there's some shit going on and it's like so glad i don't live over in that area anymore yeah i don't want to deal with that so how's your new spot it's good it's over in kind of like k-town area oh okay yeah so it's kind of on the border of k-town and hollywood but uh, it's nice. I just live with my girlfriend. I have a garage now, which is cool. Nice. Yeah, so 
But yeah, it's nice. Now she moved from New York? Well, she still has her spot in New York. Gotcha. And I have the spot here. So we both just kind of alternate. Do you go back to New York every once in a while? Or? Well, I went back last year to be with her for like two or three months. And then I'm going to go back once it warms up a little bit. Gotcha. It's a little too cold right yeah, now. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Plus, I want to have more fun driving my car and shit right now. Yeah. So, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That, the hatch is almost done, man. We got to go for a cruise. For sure, dude. I'm down. Bro, it's been so long, yeah. dude. How long has it been in there? Both of my hatches have been down for over a year. Oh, shit. Yeah, it fucking sucks, Yeah, dude. for sure. And when the gray one, it's like almost there. Yeah. And I really want to finish it up soon and then... See if maybe we could bring Jay's car in and oh, you know, do a couple things to that. For sure, yeah. He needs to get his shit hooked up. Yeah. yeah. But I want to get back to uh, reality, hanging yeah. out, skating, For sure. working on cars, Definitely. things like that. So let's get back into skating, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, I want to take it back. I saw that you, you did a post that said that your favorite skate video was Menik Mahdi, yep. ES, mm-hmm. and then you also mentioned Baker 2G. Yep. That's my ultimate number one. That's the. It's one of the best videos ever come out. Dude, it's so amazing. It, I'm. If anybody knows that video, you already know the intro to mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's from yeah. that video, and it's, and it's funny because uh, when I lived with Jay, he would watch the podcast all the time, and he was like, "Yeah, this dude he uses the thing from Baker Two G," and I was just like, "Oh no way!" So every time he's listening to it, I knew when it was because I'd hear it <laughs> come on. Yeah, always. It's so sick. That video, it it just shaped me. as a person i feel like it shaped a lot of people from that era yeah so tell me from your side you being in australia you seen this tape what did that what did that do to you i mean that's what really i think sparked my childhood obsession with andrew reynolds Mm. that was obviously like the first thing i ever saw of him and so it was just like that's the dude you know that's the dude who i want to skate like that's the dude who i want to like want to ride for his company and do that you know want to ride for baker and stuff like that yeah so it was just kind of more like i mean and dustin too dustin's from australia as well oh really yeah yeah and so he grew up maybe like two hour drive from me oh very cool so in the mountains and so uh yeah i don't know he was always like a big inspiration in australia too and he closes out the video and so Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know i'm just i don't know always been a fan and that's just kind of like like you it just touched me in a different way you know yeah yeah I don't even know why either. I think it had to do with it wasn't just about skateboarding. Yeah, it's about their lifestyle too. The lifestyle, yeah. the the way of the editing and mm-hmm. it was just so different from every other skate video. For sure. Well, I mean, I feel like skate videos at that time weren't really showing people who they were, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, at that time, yeah, they may have been like party animals and whatnot, but like that's just who they were at that time. Yeah. You know, and they they built the foundations for the company from that yeah so hell yeah dude yeah. it just i would draw on my binders Me too. backpack always everything always trying to do the baker block letters and exactly always so dude more. so much of my my designing is inspired by baker for sure like that's sick. ash i showed her um an old ad it was one from your page and it was uh like with the whole team yeah. and even Knox and everything yeah and then i had terry kennedy Sell out. <laughs> yep. i showed that to her so and she's good. like that looks like one of your ads. I'm yeah. like, yeah. This is where it comes from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. I love the ad so much. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So at that at that time, probably around early 2000, how how old were you? Uh, Wait, what is it? We're in Two- 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I was about seven. Seven? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. So what was it that actually got you interested in the skateboarding? Well, my friends next door, um, they were the kind of people that 
kind of cycled through everything you know they had a, a bmx bike they had rollerblades they had a scooter they had a skateboard and then they kind of got the skateboard and kind of stuck with it you know and for a couple of years they were skating and then i got into it with them and then i just never stopped mm-hmm. just like my mum would take me to the skate park and spend hours upon hours just sitting there doing absolutely nothing just watching me skate no way yeah like seriously eight hour shift at the skate park wow just sitting there like reading a book or whatever and now that i'm older i realize like that is so crazy yeah like that's insane she supported me so much to do that that's awesome yeah bro. so definitely thankful for that shout out to my mom oh uh, dude so, now you're out here yeah living the dream trying bro. to make her proud that's so awesome man <laughs> yeah you uh you like just don't think about those things no, when you're younger for sure you know but she's literally a, a person mm-hmm. she has her own life yeah, her own things so much going on but she sees like i just want to make my son happy yeah for sure that's so fucking yeah, cool yeah. dude no, i'm so stoked and so thankful for it like the more like the older i get you know yeah so it the older you get it makes you appreciate your parents for sure so much more definitely because when you're younger they're superheroes to you exactly you know, you're the one that i look towards when i have problems anything exactly. call my parents call my parents yeah. but then when you get older you're just like Yo, these were just two people that fucked with each other. Yeah, and yeah. They made it happen. Yeah, for sure. And they like didn't know anything, just like I don't know anything, and they're just figuring it out <laughs> they as they go. They just figured it out. Mm-hmm. So, when you're when you're skating, did you notice that you had like more of a talent than others, or did you just keep going hard at it? I think uh, I just kept going hard at it because in my head, I don't feel like I was the kind of person who was always going to make it in skating. You know, like when I was skating with my friends at a young age, I don't think they were all like, this kid's going to go somewhere, you know, like, I don't think it was really like that, at least from what I think it could be different, you know, but in my head, I don't think it was like that. I think I just like kept with it. I just met the right people and like did the right things to, to succeed, you know, I don't know, like I feel like in skating these, or maybe not so much more these days, but when I was coming up, it was more so like, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, Mm -hmm. and like people would much rather have a nice person in the van who's good to get along with, who's like funny and kind and like who's okay at skating rather than having some amazing skateboarder who's a dickhead. Yeah. You know, no one wants to be around that person. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like in the time when I was coming up, that was really important. So that actual ability wasn't like 100%. And we back, guys. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor, Heel Toe Auto. An important part in buying Honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the parts reliably. You spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time doing research on your build. The last thing that you want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again and worse yet, never see the parts. With Hilltoe Automotive, an 18-year track record is part of the deal. Hilltoe brings you deep industry connections, professional part recommendations, alternative ideas when your parts aren't available, and they'll even contact you when something on your order looks out of the ordinary before it ships. Hilltoe's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure that you can get them in time for your project plans. You can buy parts anywhere online, but Hilltoe knows what truly matters to an enthusiast. Professionalism, swiftness, and accuracy. Hilltoe is in your corner. Make sure you guys check out Hilltoe at hilltoeauto.com or you can call or text them at 949-295-1668. Or you can check them out on Instagram at Hilltoe Automotive. Big, big shout out to Marcus from Hilltoe. Great guy. Um, 
he's always treated me so well and he him continuing supporting the podcast means the world to me guys so please if you can do us a favor just text him right now and say thank you for supporting downtime with downstar because without hilto and our other sponsors we couldn't continue doing the show so shoot him a text right now please 949-295-1668 and make sure you guys check him out on instagram like i said shoot him a follow shoot him a comment and shoot him some love at hilto automotive now back to the show yeah the main focus you know what we're gonna jump all over the place yeah but you just brought something up to me and i wanted to get your opinion on this mm-hmm. you know the the when you say automotive community yeah that's a blanket yeah just like skateboarding yeah, yeah. that's a blanket mm-hmm. which which what lane do you feel like that you fit in as far as skaters and what 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 sort of like different demographics are there in the skate community well i mean I feel like, yeah, like you said, you can, you can blanket skateboarding into one big thing, but then, you know, there's obviously a street skateboarder, uh, a transition skateboarder, uh, a vert skater, someone who skates like the big, uh, mega ramps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, there's so many different things and I'm definitely a street skateboarder in that regard. And then, uh, as towards like more demographics, I don't know, like I really respect the older eras of skating that I like come from, you know? So I like to think that the most of my audience comes from the people who understand the things that I liked back in the day, you know, Got like you. Manic Marty and yeah. Baker 2G and stuff like that. Whereas like a lot of the kids these days don't do the the history research on like, where did like, okay, Kate is my favorite skater. Mm-hmm. Where did the company that he rides for come from? Gotcha. You know, like it came from Birdhouse essentially. Yeah. Reynolds leaving Birdhouse and starting Baker, you know, people don't, really do that research anymore and that's the type of stuff that i really enjoy and like you know i really like graphics from that time and stuff like that and so a lot of my board graphics for death wish are all kind of catered towards that era of skating mm. you know so. yeah i was watching your uh it was a trans world video skate hoarders. Yeah, yeah that was so cool <laughs> dude. you got a lot of heat in there yeah i definitely uh went through a stage i was hurt for a while and i was like all right that was just like a like the car thing i'm like all right i need to put my time and energy into something so i just put it all into trying to find like boards online like mm-hmm. it's like obviously you can't just buy them at the skate shop because they're 20 year old boards yeah so it's like all right you have to do a lot of research and you have to figure out how to find these boards and like i don't know it's a mission now what about your own boards do you keep one of each i keep two of each one for my mom one for my sister oh sick yeah. so there's like a stockpile somewhere at home how many do you have total like as, as far as your personal decks uh, i um, think signature decks yeah i think so far i turned pro in november 2018 mm-hmm. and so i think since then i've had i think it's like 26 boards or something. Yeah, so I've, got, I've got a couple oh my like, god dude Cause I, know, I know a lot of companies they do like each person gets one board every season you know and that's every three or four months yeah and so it's like in that case, I would have had maybe 12 boards, but Deathwish do tw- uh, two or three. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky enough to get two. Yeah. And so every season there's two new boards with my name on it. Sick. So it's just crazy. They pile up so quick. I have your uh, one of your newest ones. It's oh, actually sick. this one right here. Oh, sick. Yeah, I actually uh, copped a little bit of heat for that one. <laughs> yeah, people weren't too into that. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's <laughs> why I love this one. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, I I was looking at your old decks in that Wu Tang one. Yep. That one is sick. Yeah, that dude. one that one actually came out like right in the the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. right at the like the board shortage period, and so I never actually got to skate one. Really? Yeah, I've got two that were like not my size that were the production shape, you know. 
but yeah i missed out on skating it so fucking cool man yeah that's my one of my favorites for sure yeah that box right there i have a bunch of uh old decks and stuff inside oh, of there um what I, I was actually gonna hang them in one of the rooms over there but i, I think i'm gonna put them in here oh sick i want to do them hanging from the ceiling oh wow that'd be dope yeah so yeah. it's uh it's just a uh, like a bunch of old baker boards and stuff oh, like sick. that. Yeah, I have this. Uh, the last board that I ever skated uh -huh. was a uh, Reynolds deck no with way. the the Atlanta Braves. Oh no! Way. The blue with the red, ah. or is it the striped one? I'll show you after, okay, dude. Sick. It's fucking old, bro. Wow, that's and I dope. and I like had it at my house just outside, and yeah. it's all weathered and everything. Wow. But it's awesome. And then I, I was talking about it, and uh, Jay actually gave me a brand new one. No way! Yeah, wow, that's amazing. So stoked. That's dude. so sick. Just childhood yeah man yeah it, it is bro it's just like i'm telling you that that video of baker to just did so much to me For and sure. even at that time i was really big into uh downloading music yeah i had every single song mm -hmm. on that soundtrack oh, i sure. don't even know how i don't even know what the hell those songs <laughs> yeah, some of them sure. were yeah i mean that was like another thing for me too is that like that really helped my my music taste as a like kid like listening to crimson and clover as yeah being like a oh my god eight year old dude. kid yeah like people are like what like what the fuck is going on here like shouldn't you be listening to i don't know 50 cent or something i don't know but yeah so, that's yeah. funny dude because i was just driving to my son to work or to school today yeah. and uh he saw something he's like oh look at that what's that the beatles yeah and then I put on the Beatles and uh -huh. we're listening to it. And yeah. then I lower it a little. I was like, hey, it sounds like it would be good on a skate edit, huh? He's like, yeah, it does. Yeah, sick. Like, Hell yeah, yep, bro. For sure. <laughs> so what kind of music are you into? I mean, I feel like I enjoy a little bit of everything, but most of all, I'd say 90s hip hop. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of more what I listen to the most, like Wu-Tang or actually listen to a lot of mf doom r.i.p oh rest in peace I man yeah, i was so bummed when i found that out I've, if i'm not mistaken he's from oxnard oh no way yeah oh crazy that's well we're in ventura but oxnard's where i grew up the yeah, next yeah. city over if i'm not mistaken wow that's crazy if he's not guys uh don't kill me but rest <laughs> in peace he was either yeah. from here or had like a big presence oh, okay, here cool. though yeah yeah i was a i was a big fan so i was definitely sad to hear of his passing yeah so it's been one of those fucking years, man. Dude, For poor real. guy didn't even make it out of 2020. I know. I was like, that was the last one, mm -hmm. the last big one that hit. And honestly, like, I feel like their family did it on the last day of the year so that it wasn't a thing that just started the Started year 2021? to yeah, a bad start. Got know? it, like, got it. I feel like that was one that was definitely going to affect a lot of people. Like, a mm -hmm. lot of people really like MF Doom. And so... Yeah, know. sad, dude. Rest in peace, man. So For sure back to uh back to australia mm -hmm. when did you realize that this was turning into something more than just a hobby um maybe when i was i'd say when i first got my first paycheck from dc okay because i used to skate for dc shoes when i was younger and i was probably i was probably like 17 uh -huh. or 18 when i got my first paycheck wow yeah, it was 500 bucks and i was like I don't know. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it, you know? And that was when I was like, okay, like maybe I can like do this and live off this and skate every day and that's it. Yeah. And then so, yeah, it all kind of just unfolded from there. So how did that work out that you ended up on DC? Um, one of the filmers from Sydney ended up becoming the team manager for DC. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And so I was just a young kid at the time and I guess like at the time they were just looking to put people on and give them shoes and stuff like that. And so... 
he started giving me shoes and I, I just rode the shoes for a while for a couple of years and then yeah one day got the paycheck and i was just like oh shit just a random paycheck yeah yeah i was just like all right and then i hit him up i was like i don't know if this went to the wrong person or not like i'm <laughs> kind of tripping i don't know if this is right and they're like no 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 like you get paid now and i was just like wait what like all right what the fuck yeah, this is perfect sick so it's just like every month or so or yeah what? yeah Yep. Wow. Yeah, wow 500 bucks and i was like i couldn't believe it <laughs> at 17 yeah yeah that's fucking good money dude might, might have been 18 that's still good money yeah dude. for sure but i mean all that money just went to gas and food mm-hmm. so that i could skate every day so 17 18 years old what what is it like growing up in australia uh at that age yeah i feel what? like it's it's a lot more mellow to where it is over here mm. like over here it's like I'd be scared to be a 17 or 18 year old kid fresh out of school and just be like, this is what you're in the world. Go figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like Australia's just got this like safety blanket over it or something. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's because that's where my family is or if that's where like, I don't know where my friends are. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels safer and it feels like, I don't know. It doesn't move as fast as it does over here, you know? Yeah. Everything's so quick. So what kind of stuff would you get into out there besides skating? Like what was, was it, is there a lot of like crime or things like that or bad I mean I don't I mean there's crime and stuff but it's not like nothing like it is over here just like I said before cuz we don't have guns you know like people have people have guns but it's not like it is over here it's mm-hmm. not like a a widely accessible thing and so if there's crime it's more just like fights and people with knives and stuff like that you know and so I never really found myself too into that. I was always against smoking weed. I was always against drinking. I was always against everything, you know, because I grew up with my friend who was always straight edge, always sober and stuff, you know. And so he moved to America and he did all that. And so I was like, all right, that's what I need to do. I need to be sober. I need to be straight edge and I need to just do it all. And that's how I'm going to make it to America. And then, yeah, so I just never really found myself a part of any like trouble or any mischief, Mm. you know, because I was always just skating. Did you always realize that you had a, like a a mindset to push forward? Uh, it's only as of late that I've realized that when I was younger, it just never really occurred to me that it wasn't going to work out. Mm. Like in my head, I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a pro skater. That's just it. Like, I don't know. There's no like two ways about it. My dad told me when I was leaving school that I had to get a trade, you know, be an electrician or a plumber or mechanic or whatever. And I was like, Kind of was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to skate while I can and make the most of it. And yeah. And that's that. And then, yeah, I just kept pushing forward and kept skating and doing what I did. And then yeah, it all kind of just worked out. How did he feel about that? I mean, he was, uh, I don't think he was too psyched at first, but I don't know. I don't really exactly have the best relationship with my dad. So I don't really know exactly how he feels too much about like the decisions I made gotcha. and like how I got to where I am now, you know? I'm sure he'd be stoked. Yeah. Like I followed through with what I wanted to do and like I'm living comfortably without requiring any assistance from anyone. You know, I can do my thing, save my money or like work on cars or do whatever I want, you know? Yeah. So it's like, can't really be too bummed. Yeah. It's, um, I see it from the parents' point of view. For sure. Because that's how they had to grow up. For sure. Me too. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is I get older and I'm like, I I get why he was doing that. He's probably just scared that I was going to end up being a bum on the street, you know? Yeah. And like, being from that generation like a skateboarder is viewed that way you know like just being a bum on the street with no like uh, aspirations to do anything but i feel like i was i got into skating at the right time to where it like started to progress where 
skaters now have companies and mm-hmm. like all this thing all these other things you know they have other interests in skating yeah so man it's hard for parents to tell kids anything now like you sure. play too much games go do something like i'll make more money than yeah. you do playing yeah, games. Sure. exactly yeah, i'm on youtube all day and fucking yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy and then like to me i'm like where does that how like how are these people making so much money from youtube like it's crazy it's it's a fucking hustle dude for real that's all it is man yeah we we've tried the youtube thing and we're still trying it and it's just it takes so much work you know and if i didn't have everything else to work on and i focused on it more it would it would definitely grow quicker but it's one of those things like it's a machine you have to feed it you have to feed it it's just like the instagram content machine yeah exactly man and it's Bro, if if you become like a slave to it, dude, it's so fucking hard, bro. Because sure. I have to. I'm I'm always trying to grow it mm-hmm. and make sure that the the business is being represented in a great way. Yeah. But then you know you take one day off and your algorithm goes to shit. Yeah, dude. and that's the thing is, it's like that one new subscriber could be that one new person purchasing whatever. Exactly. You know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Every yeah. person can help do whatever yeah know? but then like, on the other side of it you can fucking drive yourself crazy dude. i know but then you also want to provide good content because you obviously don't want to just be like all right these people are helping me by supporting me I need to give them something good you know yeah just be shit so when you were younger were you putting together like sponsor me videos yeah i mean that was the way to do it i mean i was lucky enough to work at an indoor skate park in sydney okay for like a good couple of years it was probably from 16 to Actually, no, it was actually from 14 to 18. And so through that time, a lot of people coming in and out, you know, like either sponsored skaters or people who work in the industry or like people that work at the skate shop also Mm -hmm. work for companies, things like that, you know. And so that's kind of how it all really started from there is like just meeting people through the skate shop. Got you, got you. So So then you get sponsored by DC, you get the check. Mm -hmm. And then what's the next step after that? The next step is just skating as much as possible and then like i don't know i I stayed the next couple of years in australia and i didn't come over here until i was 20 i believe okay yeah and so i just worked on filming for a welcome to dc australia part which did actually involve some footage from america so i guess that didn't come out till i was 20 Mm. but yeah it kind of just involved not really anything like too crazy just skating filming as much as possible and yeah and then when did that plan come together? Like, yo, I'm I'm out of here. Uh, came together when I actually quit DC and started writing for New Balance. Okay. Yeah. So that was one of the things I told them when I first started skating for them is I would really like to live in America. Is there any way they can help me? So they helped me out. And then, yeah, next wow. thing I live in America, it was like one of the best decisions I've ever made for sure. That yeah. like, that was the deci- one of the decisions in my life where you can tell like that, like changed the course of where I was going. Yeah. You know? And so so thankful for what like they did for me and that they did that for me you know and it like really really did a lot and you're still on new balance yep. now mm-hmm. new balance numeric mm-hmm. that's the skate division of new balance got you got you yep. got you mm-hmm. so do you have a, a signature shoe that's out now i don't have a signature shoe like i, I don't think that's ever really going to be on the cards but i do have signature colorways that's what i meant yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing with with new balance mm-hmm. right they do signature colorways yes. for people so they've got a couple of pro model shoes at the moment so jamie foy has one yeah brandon westgate and then tiago they all have pro model shoes and then throughout the year they'll give people colorways of the shoe that they generally skate in gotcha so i skate this one called the 379 and then that's the one that they generally help out and give colorways for do you have any plans to have another colorway dropping 
Um, yeah, I do. Very it's cool. Like, yeah, there's some things in the works at the okay. moment. So, Sweet. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So when you make that trip, where did you end up living at in, in the US? Uh, so I move over here and the day that I get here is the day I believe that Donald Trump was the first day as president. The day okay, was so early January yeah, yeah. 2016. Yes, okay. I believe. So that's the day that I, I land in America. It's like Donald Trump, new president. And then I move into my friend's house who also rode for DC at the time. His name's Matt Miller. Mm-hmm. He's a an ex-pro skater, now real estate agent. Uh, he had a condo in Long Beach right across from Cherry Park, which is a little skate park that everyone skates. Uh-huh. And he took me in. He took me in for like eight or nine months, paid like minimal rent to live in like this beach house condo, like right on the beach. Yeah. And then, yeah, he like took me to get my driver's license and did all that for me, like helped me become an adult in America. <laughs> yeah, like did all the dad duties for me. Wow. Yeah. What was the age difference? He, I think at the, I think when I moved here, I was 24 or 25 and he would have been maybe 30 or 31 or something. Gotcha. So yeah, he was kind of like, heading towards the out like the end of his career you know kind of phasing out i guess and becoming more into the real estate thing and yeah. whatever else he was trying to do outside of skating um whereas i my career was just you know beginning i just yeah. moved to america gotcha. so that's where we were kind of on like different levels but he really did like a lot for me in the way of like life hammers like a lot of life stuff i had to do so, so when you got to the u.s what was your first thought of everything um, well, I mean, I'd been coming to the US for since I was 20, you know, so for previous five years leading up to moving here. But living here, it wasn't too like different to Australia or anything. But the only thing was, is that I just had to do the normal life stuff that I've already done, you know, like I have to get my driver's license, have to figure out health insurance, have to figure out all this other bullcrap that I've already done, you mm-hmm. know, stuff that's like not really, I don't know, you don't feel like it's relevant, but you want to go skating every day you're going to need a car and you yeah, need a yeah, license, yeah, yeah. you know and so it's just just the little things like that that i felt that it felt unnecessary because i've already got the driver's license but it's not the driver's license for america <laughs> yeah so but yeah so when did it start to uh to really sink in that like dude this is my life now i don't even know if it has sunk in yet <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like honestly, it's only been like the last year or so where I've gotten like real comfortable. Like I've got my girlfriend, and I feel really comfortable and like good with her. Mm-hmm. Then I've got car like the two cars that I really enjoy. Got all of the sponsors that I need, and like they look after me so well. You know, there's nothing I can really complain about. And like I feel, I mean, I'm in the process of renewing my visa at the moment mm-hmm. for another five years, hopefully. Hell yeah. So I feel like right now I'm like the most comfortable, but it's almost time to leave because my visa's finished. When is the visa up? April. Oh shit. Yeah. And so with all the COVID shit, I don't want to go home because it's going to, it's going to cost so much money and flights and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well I'm trying to get the visa stuff figured out before then. So it's just this big Just mess. stick around, bro. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not trying to go back. It's too much of a headache. <laughs> So, they're not gonna do anything bro yeah, it's all yeah good. <laughs> for sure yeah i'm sure there has to be some type of leniency with covid and stuff like that definitely man so, hell yeah not, bro not, not too stressed so there there is one thing that i did notice is that you really showed a lot of love to baker pretty much for your whole career uh-huh. when did you start to realize that that was turning into something else you yeah. know when did you start to to actually meet the guys and 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 things like that so in i want to say it was 2014 i rode for 
a board company called Mystery. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Mystery? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I rode for them and then they were changing ownership. Okay. And so the owner called me and he was like, Jamie Thomas uh-huh. he called me and he was like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to sell the company. This is what the plan is. Uh, you're going to be one of the AMs on the team and we're going to turn these two dudes pro and this is what the situation's going to be. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Can I get back to you? I'll let you know what I want to do. You know, like, I'm not sure if this is exactly right for me. So I get off the phone, call a couple of friends, you know, I'm like, what do you think I should do? Like, I don't know. And then a couple of them were, you know, like, I don't think you should do it. I think you should, I don't know, maybe take a different path. Like just maybe not so, not worry about the board company so much right now. Just quit. Mm. And I was like, all right, this is kind of sketchy. You don't, it's like uh, leaving a job, you know, you don't really leave a job unless you know you've got another one lined up. Yeah. You know, and so I did it. I quit without having anything lined up. And I went back to Australia because at the time I was in America went back to Australia and I was just like, you know what? I know Dustin, he runs PD in Australia, the distribution for Baker and Deathwish. Like I've known him since I was like 14 or 15. I've been seeing him around the city, like skating and stuff, you know, I should just hit him up. What's the worst that's going to happen if I hit him up and ask him if I can get Baker boards in Australia. Yeah. And he was like, like, I just texted him. I was like, Hey man, like it's, it's Jake. Like I was just wondering, actually, sorry, no skate shop I rode for called the distribution was like, Hey, what's up? Like, we talk all the time. Skid rides to the skate shop. He really wants to ride for Baker. Can you help him out? And they were like, oh, yeah, we can like talk to Dustin. We'll, we'll see what he says, you know. Dustin gets back to him. He's like, yep, we can give you boards. So I'm like, all right, crazy. That's sick. Like I wasn't really expecting it, but cool. I'm getting Baker boards now. Yeah. It's like a lifelong dream. And then fast forward maybe like a year or so, like we filmed a video for PD distribution to come out in Australia. We did all that. Fast forward a year or so, and then I get a text message from Dustin, and it says, Reynolds wants you on Baker Summer Tour. His words, not mine. Oh, shit. And, I, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, are you tripping? Like what, the, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, sure enough, the team manager at the time calls me, and he's like, hey, what's up? Like, uh, Andrew wants you on the Summer Tour. I need your passport details and stuff. Will you be in America for this time? Like, for this three weeks or whatever? And I was like, well, I will be now. Like, I'll make sure I'm there for that, you know? And then, so, you know, like, fly to America. And the whole time, I'm like, this has got to be, like, bullshit, you know? Like, this has got to be, like, <laughs> lying to me or something. Next thing you know, I get the, the email and it's got my flight in there and stuff. And I'm like, all right, like, seems like it's happening. Get dropped off at the airport. And I meet Reynolds and stuff at the airport. And I'm just like, what's up? Like, that was your first time meeting yeah, him? Yeah, first, I mean, I met him when I was a kid at a demo and stuff. But, like, <laughs> first time meeting him as, a, like, a skateboarder. I'm just like, what's up? And then like kind of meeting everybody. Like it's, you know, it's Baker. It's like all of my favorite skaters in like one area. You know? Yeah. So I'm just kind of freaking out the whole time. But wow, it was crazy. It was definitely like some little kid, like bucket list dream shit. Hell yeah, bro. Dude, that's so, amazing. Yeah. You know, uh, like I think it was last week or the week before we went to Baker Boys. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling my son, I said, dude, don't fan out whoever's there yeah yeah don't fan out yeah. you know just say what's up just like they're one of the homies sure. you know yeah i said no one wants to hang out with a fan bro mm-hmm. they yeah. want to hang out with someone that's cool <laughs> for sure so we go there dude and we skate back there and i'm like oh my god who's back there fucking reynolds is oh there no, god, I'm gonna like, like, oh what's up man how you doing bro <laughs> you know i have, fanning out. I have, i'm <laughs> fanning out but i'm like oh yeah what oh my god son that's fucking reynolds for sure does he know who reynolds is you know, yeah yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah hell yeah yeah and then there's jamie foy that's his his guy yeah, dude yeah. jamie foy's there yeah and then um chain no uh beagle ended up coming yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like 
to be able to give that to my son for sure so fucking cool and then but you're also experiencing it at the same time hell you're yeah like, These are the dudes that i watch too and like wow this is crazy i said bro i know exactly how you feel because i'm the fucking 13 year old right now sure. too dude dude I, it happens to me every time i swear every time i see andrew i'm still just like what's up like this is so what's weird up, dude? yeah yeah for real he like he'll like randomly talk to me and i'm just like like oh, i don't really have a word i'm not ready for you to talk to me and like i've got to like think about what i've got to say to you, you know? like, yeah i don't know so but. wow so that was 2015. 2015 Baker Summer Tour, yeah. Got you. So you get there and, and, and just paint the picture for me, bro. What's it like? So meet everybody at LAX. That's kind of where I meet Andrew and Shane and like a bunch of the other dudes, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd already known Cyril Jackson mm -hmm. and T-Funk at the time. Okay. Because of the DC connection. Got you. And so I get onto the trip and like, you know, I'm kind of quiet. We fly into Florida and I'm like... That's where Andrew's from. Yeah. We're doing a demo at Tampa. Okay. And so I've never been to Tampa before. Skate park's like obviously legendary. And, you know, so we get there and uh, there's a, a fun box with a rail that goes across, like up, across and down. Mm -hmm. And I try and do a front board across and down. And right as I get to the point, I get stuck and I fall backwards and I sack the rail backwards. And then I fall back onto, you know, the bones that stick out on your back, uh -huh. fall back onto both of those onto the concrete. And I was oh. just like oh my god i think i just ripped my butthole open and like <laughs> and my back's broken like i'm <gasps> fucked first demo like everybody at tampa like the the grandstand like looks down on you uh-huh and so there's all these people just looking down on me i'm like oh my god like first trip like first demo you know like i really need to like skate still yeah so i go outside and i'm like touch my butthole and like make sure i'm like not split and i'm like all right i'm okay like should be good and then it was kind of just like my back after that just seized up but i'm like i have to keep skating like mm -hmm. can't let these dudes know that i'm like either fucked up and i don't want them to think that i'm like just being lazy exactly you know? and yeah. so i like get back out there keep skating and no one kind of knows but that clip actually surfaced on instagram like a couple of months after <laughs> and i was like i actually have it saved because i was like i'm never gonna forget this and yeah i need that footage oh shit so, but yeah get on the trip and then I'm obviously being like a weird kid like i can't talk to anyone mm. like reynolds is around like figgy's around all these dudes are around and so shane hale mm -hmm. yeah shake yeah yeah Chun. shake john yep he, yeah shout out to shane for real he is actually the dude who made me feel the most comfortable right from the get-go that doesn't surprise me you Not know i told jay the other day mm -hmm. i said you know what shane i seen some old video of him mm -hmm. same exact fucking dude same dude his personality yep. so fucking awesome mm -hmm. like there's not that many people that you'll meet like that where For he's sure. just amped up all the time and just positive. You For know? sure. And that's yeah. fucking dope. It just seemed like he wanted to like see me succeed or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. He didn't, he didn't know me. Like I didn't really ride for Shake John at the time or anything. It was just him being like, all right, there's this kid on the trip. And like he obviously probably knew how it felt, you know, being like a new person on the, like not on the team, but on like the, on the trip or whatever. Yeah. So like he knows how awkward it can be. So it was really nice and like really made me feel like, I don't know, comfortable. So fucking cool, man. I know, I'm so thankful for that. Very cool guys. Everybody sure. that I've met there, all, all everybody's really nice been people. so fucking cool. They're all just skateboarders. They're all just skateboarders trying to look out for other skateboarders, you know? Yeah. There's no like, uh, no one's above anybody else. Everyone's at the same level. Everybody's just doing the same thing. So how many stops did you guys go to on that tour? Oh man, I want to say it was like, it was a three week trip. And I want to say there was at least like, 15 stops maybe oh shit yeah it was like a long one it was like a i don't know i can't remember exactly when it went it felt like it was so long ago now mm -hmm. but 
yeah, I know, to a bunch of random places. I, I know we're in like Nashville and like mm-hmm. just random places. Was that the first time that you've ever done anything like that? No, I'd actually been on the Zero Tour a couple of years before. Mm-hmm. Um, we drove from Jersey back to California. So mm-hmm. I've, I've driven across country before. Wow. Yeah, so, but it was the first time, obviously, with all those dudes and like first time in some of those places for sure. So, but yeah, definitely an experience. So after the Baker uh, Tour is done, um, then what after that? Who, at that time, who are your uh, sponsors? At that time, I'm riding for Baker, just Flow uh-huh. from Australia. Um, DC still. Okay. Which was clothes and shoes. Gotcha. And then Thunder Spitfire and then like kind of all the same other stuff um then so the baker baker trip finishes i go home back to australia after being out here for two or three months at the mm-hmm. time get back and i'm kind of you know like being a kid from australia and not really ever having direct contact with the people at the companies over here you know like you're always kind of talking to the distributor in australia mm. and then they're talking to the companies gotcha. you know you never really know like kind of where you're sitting you're like did i do good on the trip mm-hmm. like do those guys like me am i going to get on baker like I wonder what the deal is. Like, do they just forget about me because I went back to Australia? Like, I don't, I don't really know. So I kind of just sat back there for a while, you know, like not really knowing what was going on. And then got the option to ride for New Balance. Did that. Ended up coming over here for a New Balance thing. They ended up getting a house for a month because they were filming for a video. So they got a couple of the international dudes to come over and stay. While I was there, I get a text from Reynolds uh-huh. and it says, uh, can I call you? And yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> again like what what the fuck like what's happening right now so i call him he's like he asked me so what do you want out of skating and i was just like that's such a like vague question like i'm not really sure how to answer that and i was like i want to turn pro i want to like skate with my friends i want to shoot photos and magazines i want to film video parts i want to do everything everything you can do with being a pro skater i want to do it he's like okay cool like See, you are like getting a little bit older. You are on the older side because at the time I'm 24 or 25 or whatever. Okay. And I guess, you know, it like helps when they're looking for a younger kid to bring up through the company. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's like we've got other dudes that we have have to do things with first. You know, we can't just turn you pro. And I'm like, I, I don't expect to be pro right now. You know, like I just want the chance to turn pro at some point. And he was like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm just not sure. And I was like, okay, that's all good. Like, you know, whatever. Hang up the phone. Pretty much just being like, shot you know i'm just like you're like why'd you call me i know i know i'm just like i'm just like fuck like i just got the call and like that's the call like it's not gonna happen you know (sighs) same thing call a couple of friends and i'm like what do you think i should do like i'm fucking like baker was it if i don't ride for baker i don't want to skate yeah and then i was like you know what i'm gonna text him back and i'm gonna ask him if i can ride for death wish because i already knew neen and Mm -hmm. i knew like a couple of the dudes at the time and so i was like all right i'm just gonna text him send him a text i'm like hey just wondering if I could ride for Death Wish. That way, I still get to be a part of everything that you guys are doing, and it's a smaller team, and I'll like stand out more. You know, Baker's a huge team, yeah. stacked. And he was like, uh, "I'll ask Jim and Eric, and I'll, I'll get back to you." So I was like, "All right." Probably won't hear back from him. I don't know what the deal will be. Ten minutes later, I get a text like, "Yep, all good. They're down. Jail sort you out. Hit him up. Here's his number." And I was just <laughs> like, "Wait, what?" Like, "All right." It all seriously just happened like that, and it was by like the skin of my teeth i swear like if i didn't ask the question that would have been it wow and then i was lucky to have people like neen Mm -hmm. and lizard king to both like vouch for me and be like i know this kid should help this kid out like we should put him on death wish hell yeah Yeah, bro and then like yeah maybe 
two weeks later while I was still in America, Jay texted me. And I didn't really know Jay too well. Uh-huh. Text me. He's like, we need to shoot your welcome to the team ad. And I was like, oh, it's happening. Like, this isn't like some Australia flow stuff. Like, this is really on the team. This ad's going to be in Thrasher. Like, you ride for Deathfish. Dude. That was crazy. Fuck yeah, yeah, bro. So this was in 2015 still? Uh, This might have been 2016. Got you. By this time. Okay. Yeah. Now, how did you uh, know Neen at this time? Uh, See, I when I quit DC, because mm-hmm. I was writing for the clothes too, and I started writing for New Balance, that left the option open to ride for a clothing company. So I started writing for Dickies. Gotcha. Which I still ride for now. But at the time, the Dickies team manager, Joe, mm-hmm. was skating with Neen a lot because he's also a filmer. And so I'd end up just on the session with Neen randomly, you know? And so we'd just kick it and yeah, just kind of that's how I met him. Did you really drink his piss? I did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, I did. What was that all about? Oh, there's video proof too. It's on King of the Road. Yeah. I saw that. It was, uh, I think it was a 150 point challenge. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, it was the first day of the trip. I'd already drank my piss as a part of another challenge. And I was like today's gonna be the best day and neen's the best dude he's the healthiest yeah and before everybody starts getting like beat up and shit and like stops drinking water and all that shit i'm just gonna get it over and done with now and no one is obviously gonna volunteer to do that and i'm just like someone's gonna do Wait, it so there's a game about drinking piss well it's like <laughs> the first thing was so king of the road should i give a breakdown on king yeah of the yeah road? yeah oh yeah okay so king of the road is a thrasher trip Okay. They have planned, and there's three teams, and so we went for Deathwish, and we were we were up against Enjoy and Creature. Okay, similar to like a, a scavenger hunt. Gotcha. You start in one place and you finish in another, but you have this book that you have to you have to finish all these challenges that are throughout the book, you know. And so, yeah, one of the extreme challenges, which is worth 150 points, was drink another team member's piss. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, well, first day, that's when everyone's feeling the healthiest and shit, you know, neem. <laughs> Obviously, the healthy guy on the team. Let's do it. <laughs> so how much points did you get for eating the dread? Oh, man. I don't think I even really got any points because that was for a, like, worst thing eaten. So they, they judge it out of the three teams. So it's like if someone else on another team eats something way worse, you don't get points for that. Gotcha. You know, at least as far as I know. So yeah. I don't even know. But we put some Kool-Aid powder on it to give it a bit of flavoring. <laughs> oh man so definitely some shit that's gonna come back to haunt me at some point like what? in my adult life <laughs> no i think it's awesome bro <laughs> what does piss taste like salty really yeah i like salty things bro probably take I, a little shot of piss yeah no i don't know i don't know if you would <laughs> i mean like when i think about that day like i can taste it really yeah like i could taste it right now in my like in my brain oh wow <clears throat> when, yeah. when i saw it i thought it was some australia shit bro. i mean australians are known for that type of behavior for sure like shoeies and shit yeah and like there's a there's a popular uh popular trick called the bubbler mm-hmm. and that's where people just straight up piss into their mouth that's what they do just where like at a, at a club or something yeah it'd be at the like bar? more at the bar yeah people are just wasted wow yeah. Yeah. that's crazy mm, it's popular tradition usually before that time you just like leave with a girl and go fuck or something yeah, exactly if you, stay at the, if you stay at the bar yeah that's when you stay there a little too long <laughs> yeah shit starts getting a little out of hand <laughs> oh <Sure>. shit <laughs> fuck yeah dude so jay hits you up says he got to shoot mm-hmm. and then uh what what's that experience like man knowing that it's 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 all coming to, together well so i'm like okay we're gonna meet up with a t-bar and Atiba's like a, you know, really well-known skate photographer from mm-hmm. 
the days of Manic Marty and like Chomp on This and those kind of videos, you know. Oh wow, he's from back then. Yeah, yeah, he has a part in Chomp on This. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh my god, it's a Tiba fanning out just as much as as if I was with Reynolds because he shot all these photos of Reynolds. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, need to think of a trick that I know I'm going to be able to do that's going to be good enough to be a welcome to the team ad. So I thought about it. We went to this rail and I ended up doing my trick and it was pretty painless experience, which is good. It was like put everything off onto the right foot. Dudes were around like the Death Wish dudes and it like I didn't look like too much of a bitch or anything, which is good. Got my shit handled and then that was that. It was done. Fuck. Went, yeah. ba- went back to Australia like really satisfied. Like, yes, I did that. Got the ad. I ride for the company. Like I'm, I'm solid. Like I'm set, you know. I love it, bro. Yeah, I'm stoked. All right, guys, let's take a break for our next sponsor, Action Clutch. Big, big shout out to Action Clutch. Thank you guys for coming back as the sponsor for the next season of Downtime with Downstar. We're so excited to grow with you guys. And if you haven't checked out Action Clutch, check them out right now before this read at Action Clutch. They've been working on a lot of stuff and uh, they're really getting into content, which is awesome. But one of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch. Without a proper clutch, you won't be able to get that power to the wheels. No one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold their power for more than a few races or spirited drives that's why it's important to go with a kit that you know that you can count on and that's why many people choose action clutch over the competition action clutch makes kits here in the usa with parts sourced locally in los angeles they have kits to replace oems clutches all the way up to 1200 horsepower and can be found everywhere from street cars drag cars even formula drift vehicles not only are the clutches made in the usa but they've made a strong focus this year to give back to a percentage of sales to the community during these hard times providing impacted families with groceries and other necessities contact them today with whatever you need and they'll give you the family treatment you can check them out at actionclutch.com and if you don't see what you need on there you give them a call at 323-269-6051 or like i said check them out on instagram and you can shoot them a dm and get right to it at action clutch or you can email them at sales at actionclutch.com or if you want you could just honk your horn five times in a row beep beep long beep 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 and they'll be there right at your door. That's not gonna happen, but what is gonna happen if you use the code DTWD for checkout, you get 15% off. How lit is that? Go buy yourself a clutch. Now back to the show. All right, so you get back to Australia after you do the shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next step from there? Are you just waiting for the day that it hits the newsstands or? Uh, yeah, I guess like kind of just waiting around for that and then, oh yeah, kind of just waiting around for that and then trying to maintain uh like a positive relationship with new balance who's like a new sponsor and dickies too mm-hmm. you know and then just uh yeah trying to kind of just waiting out my time in australia to get back to america to skate again so let's touch on that a little bit um what are some things that a skater could do to represent themselves well for the sponsor besides just getting free stuff like what's what's the other side of the coin you know because the skateboarding sponsoring that whole thing kind of transitions over into the car community yeah and then the car community the stigma is like you i have this many followers just give me stuff yeah you know? for sure. but i'm just like i'm not gonna give you anything for free you have to put it on your car you have to promo like yeah, for sure post pictures and shit show that you fuck with it yeah exactly you know it doesn't have to be a commercial for but sure. well i feel like that's where the, there's a line drawn between like an influencer and a skater 
or influencer and a, someone who's like a, a driver or whatever. You gotcha. Know? And so like, I want to do more than just ask for free shit, you know? So like, I'm going to ride. So New Balance, for example, I ride for New Balance. I'm obviously going to wear the shoes at all times. Mm-hmm. I'm never not going to be wearing New Balances. I'm going to put the stickers on my board. I'm going to post it on Instagram. But at the same time, when kids ask me like what shoes I like, I'm always going to say New Balance, you know, because they're the only shoes I do skate. It's the only shoes I know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I, I believe that you, I don't know, you just need to maintain like a healthy relationship in the way of like communication. And I don't know, being more of like a, like realizing that you are like a, an asset to these companies and that these companies really are an asset to you as mm-hmm. well. And that it really is a two way street. Yeah. That, like they're going to do something for you, but you have to do something for them. You know, like you, it's like they scratch your back, you scratch mine. You know, it's like just how it works. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to be giving less than what you're taking. You know, like I don't want to be taking all this shit, but giving them nothing in return. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. just me as a person, I feel like that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. So, but I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. They're just like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And like, that's that. I've got all this stockpile of stuff, but you haven't done anything to yeah. say, thank you yeah no definitely man appreciation is a huge exactly yeah and that's where it goes back to like what i was saying before where like people want like cool people around they don't want to be hanging out with dickheads who are just like give me this give me that you know like much rather be around someone who doesn't ask for anything but that's the person you're going to give all the stuff to you know yeah is there certain brands you don't have to name or anything brands or or like demographics of skaters that you're just like ah, i don't really fuck with those kind of guys i mean yeah it's like there's definitely that type of i mean there's definitely different types of skaters that i'm not really into but then then at the same time they're just skating yeah you know they're just doing the same thing i'm doing but they've just found themselves in a different they just walked a different path than i did you know like i obviously came up in the time of like early 2000s when it was all like just baggy jeans little boards little wheels and like that was that just skating 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 but now it's like you know a lot of people care more about what they're wearing or like I don't know, the people that they're hanging out with or the places that they're skating, whereas I'm still caught up in the fact of like, I just want to be like the people were in early 2000s. Yeah. You know? So it's like there are different demographics to the to skateboarding and like some that I generally don't really agree with, you know, like I don't want to, I don't particularly want to see people wearing like Gucci or like yeah. Louis Vuitton or whatever, you know, that's not necessarily my steez. <clears throat> yeah. Not that I don't uh, agree with it or whatever, no, sorry, I don't disagree with it, but it's just not something that's for me. Yeah. You know, I just like stick with the core skating stuff. So. Yeah. No, I, I I could totally see that. Yeah. So then do you end you end up moving to uh to the US mm-hmm. and then uh skating for for Death Wish, what is that what is that like? Uh like when you're here, you're established, you're here, now you're skating for Death Wish. Yep. Um I mean that's when we start going on trips and it's like kind of the first time that I'm like really, I really feel like a part of something, you know, like I'd been on board company trips before and like, you know, you go do an autograph signing at a skate shop and like kids are like, you're sitting next to two pro skaters, like, and you're in between them. Kids like get the, like this dude's signature, like, Oh, super excited. And then they get to you and they're like, uh, I don't really know who you are. Like next person, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. then like once I start writing for death wish, that's when it finally that, sort of thing stopped you know like that those awkward little situations at signings and stuff where like people start to finally know who you are because you've got this board company who then are like putting you all over their instagram who you have ads in thrasher and you start to like your face starts to be a little bit more known and people start to figure out who you are yeah so now um 
kind of talking about the different different cultures of skating and things like that mm-hmm. how, how do you think that thrasher still remain to be you know a, a core skate brand and then still have like that that mainstream popularity see i don't know i feel like they maintain the core skateboarding thing because they have the magazine and it's obviously a core skateboarding magazine but then they're lucky enough to have people like rihanna or whatever wearing like a flamed thrasher t-shirt yeah. on stage at a concert or something so it's like i don't know I, I don't know whether it's luck whether it just so happened that do you need to answer no no I'm good. uh i don't know whether it's just luck and whether it just so happened to work out like that and then people like i know rihanna justin bieber mm-hmm. people like that with big following started you know paying more attention to it i don't know i swear you have a lot of people being like like thrashers like this brand or whatever and you're like thrashers not a brand Thrash is a magazine <laughs> that has clothes and stuff. I mean, yeah. that's what it is to me. But most of these people these days that wear Thrasher don't know that it's a magazine. Yeah, it kind of seems like the the whole D3 thing yeah. again, mm-hmm. that yeah. people from outside of the culture gravitated yeah. towards it because of, you know, the look, the popularity, exactly. or even Thrasher, that's, that's such a, like, a catchy um, design. Exactly. So yeah. anybody could wear it. For sure. You know? But it doesn't seem like they did the same thing that supreme did yeah. as far as you know chasing a, a, a different demographic exactly. yeah exactly i feel like the best thing with thrasher though is all the money that i feel like the money that they make from all the sales and all those type things is they put it straight back into the mag they put it back into skating to do trips and like supporting people and doing things like that you know mm-hmm. so it's like they are in this streetwear world somehow but they, it's like they put all that money straight back into the skaters. That yeah. Are like supporting the magazine, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I feel like they do it the right way. Do you feel like Thrasher is one of the best to do it now and that represents the culture in the way that, that you see it? I think so, yeah. I also feel like maybe at this point in time, it might, it's kind of like the only, at least in America, it's really the only print skateboarding magazine. Mm. Like around Transworld stopped skateboard mag stopped everything's kind of stopped and it's kind of remained to be the last one but i feel like they do do a really good job of like portraying skateboarding yeah and like what it is in america at least and then you know there's definitely people from overseas put in the mag too so it's like they're really trying to broaden their horizons and allow everybody into the mag you know it's not so much just focused on americans now yeah so very cool man yeah, yeah because when i was in skating and then I was seeing Thrasher, the popularity of it going, and I was like, oh, this is very weird, Yeah, man. for sure. But with all this popularity, they've also bought a lot of skaters with them. Yeah. You know, a lot of these people have come up with Thrasher and helped, and they've helped them, you know, succeed. Yeah. So Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, big cool. shout out to them, man. Yeah, for sure. So let's take it to the big moment, bro, mm-hmm. and uh, when you became pro. Yeah. So how, what what was it like? Like, did you know it was going to happen or... or so at the time we filmed death wish part one okay and so it was a a video with me and jamie foy yeah and uh i was told that i was going to close out the video and so it was going to be foy's part first and then my part and i'm like it's kind of stupid like uh-huh. foy is the gnarliest skater in the world front feeble del toro in the video part you know like, yeah does so much gnarly shit like this doesn't make sense and you know jay's like you know it makes more sense like this is your time to like have the part or whatever you know do your thing and i was like all right cool so had the part come out and then i feel like after the part came out i was like maybe had the thought of like huh like maybe thought i would turn pro after that but like it didn't happen whatever you know and a week later like uh 
the dude who is the brand manager for death wish calls me and he's like hey so we're doing this like baker boys uh team morale building thing so everyone in the warehouse and everybody like we're gonna offer team riders and stuff to come we're gonna have like a picnic in the middle of griffith park and there's a ditch there to skate so everyone's just gonna be hanging out drinking beers and yeah. skating and stuff he's like you don't have to go if you don't want but we're gonna be doing that if you want to go and i'm like all right like i'm gonna go of course yeah and then uh get a call that morning that it was supposed to happen and he's like oh yeah there's actually people filming at griffith park like filming a movie or whatever so we're gonna do it at a skate park instead i was like all right cool i'll be there yeah next thing you know i turn up and it's a surprise pro party and they have like a, a taco truck everything and i was just like you told me that i didn't have to be there <laughs> that's how like relaxed and mellow it was for them to try and be like it's all good he's, he's gonna come you know he's gonna come and they're just like you don't have to come if you don't want i was like are you serious but yeah full surprise <sighs> at the skate park and then yeah i couldn't even skate at the time either I think I had, I was getting over broke, like a torn ligaments in my ankle. Yeah. And so I was just like, cool. Like, Did you cry? No, I didn't cry, which I thought I would, but. Do I feel like crying, bro? That was fucking yeah. awesome. I don't man. know. It was like, it was definitely overwhelming. There was a lot of people there and like not turning pro in Australia seemed like it was going to be weird for me because I don't necessarily have like the huge group of like my own personal friends that I like kick it with all the mm. time that I grew up with, you know, that are going to be at this thing. So I was like, I don't know. I was pretty surprised when I got there and there was like a good amount of people there that like came up to support me turning pro and stuff. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. No, it was like definitely one of those days that I'll like never forget, you know, guys, if you're listening, you could find that video on YouTube yeah, right for now. Sure. It's up there. Very awesome, man. Yeah. I'm stoked. That's that's all you worked for, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, definitely like some uh, some dream come true. Yeah. Shit, yeah. So. so how's everything been since then, man? It's been good. It's just been like a constant, like, uh, I don't know, like we were talking about before, just trying to better myself, you know, like kind of reach the goals with my sponsors that I wanted to reach, like Turning Pro and like had the colorways on New Balance and stuff. Obviously, I would like to try and continue and do more and stuff like that, but just being like i don't know steady trying to skate been going through my ups and downs with like you know personal stuff but i don't know just yeah skating and trying to navigate my way through it all so with death wish being the the brand under baker mm -hmm. do you still have dreams of making it to baker is that like a natural thing no, or how does that even work no it's more just like i'm in the building gotcha you know, like I okay mean, I, I ride for baker boys like i mean i ride for death wish but i'm in the baker boys building i'm like right there right there next to baker yeah you know? yeah it's yeah. like i'm I, I would never aspire to leave death wish to ride for baker just, gotcha. just because death wish is my home you know that's yeah where, like my family is and that's the people who support me and like i don't know i don't really want to be anywhere else it's kind of the like the saying like riding for baker you'd be like a a small fish in a big pond you know Gotcha. Whereas riding for Death Wish, you're a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Because there's only a certain amount of people. You know, Baker's got 20 or so people. Whereas Death Wish has got seven or eight or something. And so it's like you can stand out a lot more. So who's on the team right now? Right now we have Julian Davidson, John Dixon, Jamie Foy, Pedro Delfino, Victoria Ruzga. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure if that's how you say her last name. I think yeah. it is. Um Taylor Kirby, Neen Williams, and myself. I believe that's it. Hopefully I'm not forget forgetting anyone. If I am, I'm sorry. 
very <laughs> cool man but yeah it's a it's a pretty small team and everyone's pretty tight you know when we go on trips and stuff it's all like everyone's always friends and stuff it's not like no beef no nothing yeah so yeah how fun yeah, dude. everybody just wants to skate and like have a good time how often do you guys all hang out uh i mean before pre-covid we'd be hanging out quite a bit you know especially if we're working on a project everyone would be trying to skate at least every weekend but since covid haven't really seen a couple of the dudes for a while you know i haven't really seen dixon for a little bit um yeah i don't know some people live in long beach and stuff too and i don't really find my way find myself down that way anymore oh gotcha yeah so i kind of just stay up this way and neen actually moved right yeah he moved to texas oh wow yeah big step dude everybody's moving to texas Mm, yeah i think he bought a house out there and he's just you know living his life doing his thing skating and doing the hustling man huh? exactly on the full hustle dude he's uh he's got a body on him bro for real that's a huge accomplishment man definitely yeah it's like uh his whole thing is skate forever so he just does whatever he can to make sure that he can skate forever yeah so hats off to him to be able to do that there's, there's no way that i could be pumping all that iron and stuff and then be like all right i'm going skating <laughs> there's no way <laughs> so yeah hats off to him that's awesome bro this is such a good story man it's uh very motivating too for sure you know, because it really just shows that like if you just stick to it yeah anyone can, can do make it. it happen hopefully yeah if people like listen to this they can know that like you can be from anywhere and you can achieve whatever you want you know yeah just like feels like to me you just need to think that there is no way that it's not going to happen yeah like i never had the doubts or whatever like i've always been a pretty like doubtful person mm-hmm. in my own abilities and stuff but like when it came to that there was no like i'm not going to make it i was just always going to make it yeah why do you feel like that that you have doubt in yourself i don't know like uh just the older i get the more i watch people and uh, you know i'm like getting older and it's like i don't know i don't want to get to the point in my career where i start to go downhill mm-hmm. you know and then i'm obviously on the team at the same time as people like Jamie Foy who still have another like I don't know 10 years in their career to go up yeah you know? and I'm like still I'm at the point where I like could go down but I'm trying not to you know and so I'm like I think about that sort of thing a lot I'm like I just get down on it like but then can't you just look to guys like Andrew and stuff and I mean yeah that's that's what I should be doing but yeah I don't know you know when you get in those like mentalities and yeah everything, you kind of just the spiral just keeps going down you know it's hard to bring yourself back up out of that but to me andrew is almost like an anomaly he's almost like his own like people aren't like andrew you know he's like the almost the first of his kind still to be able to jump downstairs at 40 plus years old yeah so but then i mean you have people like tony hawk who's 50 plus still doing 900s yeah it's possible it was crazy um the other night i was watching a bunch of old uh reynolds videos mm-hmm. and um you know interviews and things like that just to get to know a little more about him yeah and then i found out about his uh his thing that he has the ocd yeah what does he call it the madness madness yeah and then i would see him like land a trick no mm-hmm. no not like that yeah. i don't like how my hands look mm-hmm. i don't like like wow i've never seen anybody have that look yeah. towards skateboarding mm-hmm. For sure. You know, like when I would land a trick. Yeah. I landed it. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> yep. Success. Yeah. I landed it. No, for sure. But it's like, no, there was something in the way. Or like, for sure. What the fuck? That is awesome. I, I find myself doing that more so than ever now because skateboarding, the level of progression is so high these days that like I can't keep up with these people doing all these new tricks and whatever, skating these huge handrails yeah. or whatever, you know? So like, 
I stick to doing what I know, but the thing is I need to do it the best that I can. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm not yeah. just gonna like kick flip something small and let it look like shit. You know, it's like if I'm gonna kick flip something small, I'm gonna do it the best I possibly can. You know, so I'm, if it takes five times to do that, I'm gonna do it five times. Yeah. So and I so I can fully understand where he's coming from by doing stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, no, definitely, man. Um dude, we still have <laughs> we still have so much shit to talk yeah, about, sure. bro. Let's do it. I was <laughs> I was stalking your entire life, bro. Yeah, sick. And then I saw the world's fucking biggest kickflip. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that like official? No, no. They uh, they kind of uh, they kind of got me with that one. So I get a text message, and it's along the lines of like, "Hey, you should come in and like, you know, see how high you can kickflip." Yeah. And I'm like, "All right, cool. Like, whatever." I get there, and I've got a brand new board, brand new shoes, which is like kind of a hard combo to be like doing kickflips with you know gotcha. like shoe getting stuck to the grip tape and all that kind of crap get there and then we have this like w- like shitty rig it's like two uh flash stands from a like photography like flash stands you know with like a piece of ribbon in between or whatever <laughs> and i'm like all right like whatever somehow i'm doing really good kickflips with these brand new shoes and brand new board end up doing like kickflip that i'm psyched on or whatever and i get home and then the next day the thing comes out and it's world's highest kickflip and i was like i was like wait like what you didn't ask anybody else to come and do this like you've just come and put me on the spot and made me look like i'm just here being like oh, i've got the world's highest kickflip you know and so i'm like I, I put it up on my instagram and i'm like all right just to clear the air like this is me going going there to do the kickflip I did the best kickflip I could possibly do at the time. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's what I did. Were you, you getting know? shit? Yeah. People like I saw on their Instagram, like, you know, where was my invite? Why didn't I get invited? Like, is this really the highest kickflip? I know this person could fucking kickflip higher, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't ask for any of this. You know, <laughs> like I didn't like I'm not here claiming that I can do the highest kickflip in the world at all. So it's just like I kind of got stuck with it. But almost three feet dude 34 inches yeah i mean god I'll, damn I'll, I'll take it i mean at the end of the day i did that kickflip that high so i'm stoked on that for a personal yeah. like, thing you know yeah next time I, i'm down to try i could get for about sure, four yeah. or five inches <laughs> yeah, let's do it <laughs> set up a board on the side let's do it but undisputed tied world record for the highest ollie yeah right that, that one's uh a little more legit for yeah. sure so where, where was that at that was at uh this studio called etn okay it, it used to be this like app that they had going for a little bit that you pay for and uh, they had these little like segments you know it'd be like a skateboarding game show like a skateboarding like uh i don't know all these different like segments that you could gotcha, do with skating, gotcha. you know and so one of them was they did this high ollie contest and it was they invited all of the people with known high ollies you know to come and compete for the highest ollie and then i'd been sick for a week leading up to that and then, you know, the dude who was running, it was like, come on, like, we really want you to go. We really want you to go. And I was like, I don't really want to go. I'm just going to like suck. It's going to suck. You know, I'm going to blow it. And then I was like, all right, I'll go. I'll go. Like I've been sick for a week. Didn't really like skate leading up to it. And then we got there that night and I was just like, all right, I'll lead the, the warm up level to get into it, which was 40 inches. Gotcha. That's what they wanted everybody to Ollie before they put it up to the previous record, which was, I think, 44 and a half. Okay. So they were like, we want to make it another inch on top of that. But you have to Ollie the 40 first, because if you don't, we don't want you just trying to fuck around with the higher one, you know? So that one kind of knocked a couple of the people out. And then, so I did that first go and I just sat down, you know, I was like, all right, I did that. I don't need to worry about it. Get into the next one. And it's like, they put it up to 45 and a half, which is the... Actually, I think they put it up to 45, 
they were they were beating the original one by half an inch. Gotcha. So I was like, all right. Ended up doing that and I sat down, but I didn't realize that they wanted me to redo it because I put my hand down on the ground when I oh, landed. You gotcha. know? And so I just kind of like sat down and I was like, all right, I'm done. And then they were kind of just letting everybody else go and they were like, all right, Jake, like we watch yours over. We need you to redo it. And I was like, oh shit. Like I've been sitting down for like 20 minutes. Like I'm not warmed up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Start getting back into it. End up doing it again. Then they start filtering more people out, you know, and it's just me and this one dude left at 45 and a half. And then... I ended up doing it and then he did it not so like not so long after me and then they put it up to 46 and they were like all right let's keep going neither of us did it and so it was just like kind of have to tie it out 45 and a half yeah it's like i don't know we were skating for too long and it's like we're just going around in a circle you know just like ollie fuck it up go around in a circle ollie, oh, go around gotcha, in a circle, gotcha. you know because there's only two of us left so i don't know yeah it started to get so hectic and like jumping as high as you can you know like i don't know how high 45 and a half inches is but uh it's probably as high as one of these glass cases maybe dude yeah probably something like that <laughs> but yeah when you try and jump that high as much as possible like just keep going you know, yeah it's like becomes too much when did you realize that 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 was a talent that you had like high ass ollies and, and tricks i don't know it definitely wasn't until like i was a bit older i feel like you know like i grew up a little bit kind of filled out into my body a little bit more um but I don't know. I was always off it. Like I was always off people being like, Ollie this, Ollie that, you should do this. You should do that. And then I was always like, no, like I don't want to be the Ollie guy. But the older I get, the more I'm like, I want to be the Ollie guy. You know? You're like, him, dude. Yeah. Like I'll take it. You know, like you, it's better to be known for something than to be known for nothing, you know? So like, I'll take it. Oh shit. That's funny though. Dude. That, that is so fucking high though. Yeah. Bro. I mean, I was stoked for sure. So highest Ollie, what's the most stairs you've ever done? Oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, I remember distinctively ollieing a 14 when I was a kid, but I'm sure I've skated things that are bigger than a 14 since then. Uh-huh. Um, that's the thing is, like, the older I get now, the more I'm like, I don't want to jump. Yeah. I don't want to jump down shit. It hurts my knees too much. I'm just like, I'd rather jump over shit these days. Gotcha, gotcha, Yeah, yeah gotcha. it's like easier on the body a little bit. Yeah, I just broke my neck the other day, jumping over oh, a little, a little like, five-star gap Wait, thing. at the skate park? Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> That was so bad. Are you good after that? That I was good after it. Like yeah. I didn't even know that I hit my head until I watched it, and my head didn't hurt. But the next day, still my neck hurts. Yeah, you just right like, now I'm stuck. Yeah. yeah, and even when I was driving to work, mm-hmm. I was like gunning it, and I was like, Whoa. I was like oh shit, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> Let me just ride a little slower. Oh, dude. I saw someone comment actually, like you need to bend your knees, and you're like, I bent my neck. <laughs> Insane yeah dude uh, every time i post a, a video i never post one of me landing oh, it of course. just people only want to see this land they don't give a shit about yeah, me landing it sure. <laughs> definitely and then they always tell me you gotta stop skating you gotta i'm like fuck <laughs> no dude no way gotta slam it out man of course i live for this yeah dude so so what's your jam bro like if you're gonna go skate right now what's the kind of spots that you you like to skate i really enjoy skating like a a good bump over bar like a wheel handicap ramp, wheelchair ramp, or whatever. Oh, got you, got you, got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's got a good bump to a good size bar. Yeah, know, it's kind of just like a replica of the skate park, really. Mm. So that's kind of my favorite obstacle. Yeah, uh, here in um, Oxnard, they have a pretty famous loading dock. Oh yeah, it's uh yeah the ninety nine cent store. Is it like one that like P Rod and stuff used to skate? Possibly. Oh, okay. Possibly. Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was a pretty famous one. So it has a long runway and it's the same thing goes yeah. up and it has a big. big flat on it yeah yeah i think i know the exact one yeah um one of my 
I don't even know if it, I don't even want to say it as a goal, but one of the things I always wanted to do was Ollie, the Hollywood 12. Yeah, sick. But I'd, I've never even been there to just look at it. Got to make that a reality for sure. That should be 2021 goal. You think so? I think so. Six, that's the most I've done right now. Yeah, just go to Baker Boys, train up the stairs a couple times, like for a while, you know, and then maybe go to another park that has something a little bit bigger. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, my goal last time I went, I told Jay, my goal was to, to look at the rail. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> so sure. I looked at it and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would love to fucking do that rail. At, at Baker Boys? Yeah. Yeah, we need yeah. to set it up and get it happening. But that's a good idea though, man. Just like that that six stair right there, that's cool. Just for sure. I wanted to see how far I could keep gapping mm -hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. But it's like I have to commit because I can't take that many slams as I used to back yeah, in the sucks. day. It really does suck slamming super hard or something like that. Yeah. So. Did you ever uh, skate El Toro? I didn't skate El Toro. No? No, I steered uh, pretty clear of that one. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, I mean, I've always wanted to be in the 20 club and grind a rail that's 20 stairs, mm -hmm. but I still haven't quite got there. Do you think people are able to do like the the rail and the stair, or the rails, like grinds and such? but not ollie the stairs or do you have to do both of them as in like in one session or like to warm up or just just to do the possibility say if somebody's never even done a 20 stair yeah would that take them out of the talks of being able to do like the rail no i don't think so i, I mean it's obviously depends on what you're more comfortable skating you know like i it's hard to say if i went to a 20 stair and i had the option to ollie it or grind the rail Grinding the rail seems more safe because, you know, you're on this handrail to the bottom. You know, you're coming off of some impact maybe this high. Yeah. Whereas jumping the stairs, you're jumping down 20 stairs. But I don't know. There's so much that can happen. You can fuck up on the lock-in on the 50-50 and end up on your head on the stairs. Or, I don't know, you can jump down the stairs without your board and bruise both your heels. I don't know. There's just so much like that come in, that can come into play. Yeah. I think for my body, I would rather the grind down the rail. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the time, people feel more comfortable. They won't skate the rail unless they know they can ollie the stairs. That's that's the way that I thought exactly. about it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But so. I guess I guess if you just get on the rail and just fucking hope for the best. Exactly, yeah. It's all about, like, confidence. Like, someone like Jamie Foy is really confident in his ability of what he can do. Yeah. So, he's in his mind, he's never fucking up. Yeah. He's always landing the trick. And so, I think that really helps him, you know, go for things and make things happen. How long have you been uh, skating with him? Pretty much since I, I got on Deathwish. Like, I got on maybe three months before him. You know, I had the Welcome to the Team ad a little bit before him. But it was probably as soon as I started living in America when we first started really, like, skating together. Gotcha. But, yeah, I think he... I want to say he moved from Florida to L.A. around the same time that I got to L.A. All right, guys, we got to take a break for our last sponsor, Aeromotive. Piecing together a fuel system for a build can be a difficult task. Luckily, Aeromotive has your back with everything from replacement fuel pumps to fuel systems that will support 3,000 plus horsepower. Aeromotive's engineers have developed a solution for your build regardless of the power level. If you're looking to make a switch over to E85, they have every part that you need to build a system that will be there when you need it the most. Need a custom fuel system for your daily that turns project car no problem maybe you guys want to check out their new line of pumps the uh, brushless pump line which is a quieter pump less heat and lasts longer than traditional brush motor fuel pumps and they range from uh, the original a1000 all the way up to 
10 gallons per minute. 3,000 horsepower. If anybody has anything like that, please let me know and uh, let me drive it. That would be pretty lit. But probably most people listening are gonna take advantage of the Stealth 340. This is Aeromotive's top selling fuel pump and it fills, fits most factory fuel tanks and uh, they can handle up to 700 horsepower for EFI systems or 1,000 for a carbureted system. And if you don't know what you need, you could just hit up the uh, customization shop on their website. You can go there and say, hey, I have this. I have the new K-Series V8 or what have you. I need 5 million horsepower. I need the line three inches wide. Whatever you need, just hit them up, man, and they'll get it ready for you. And if you're a pro drifter like Matt Field and you're on the break right now and you said, you know what? You're chilling in the garage with all the babes, all the money, all the sponsors, and you're like, you know what? We got to do today. We got to refinish this fuel system. We got to revamp it and re-everything. You just send it over to uh, Aeromotive and join their re build program you send the stuff over they'll rebuild it fix it up for you slap it back in and when we get back to reality you can go drift in and do what you do but big shout out to aeromotive thank you guys for continuing to support downtime with downstar and um supporting you guys if you uh want to use anything from aeromotive just use the code dtwd and you get 10 percent off spend 100 bucks save 10 bucks take that 10 bucks go buy a coffee and keep on keeping on like joe dierte now back to the show got you so, so he he was originally from florida mm-hmm. he's uh he's like one of the uh the fan favorites huh yeah always yeah it, definitely a fan favorite he's um yeah he's he's a uh, christian's favorite skater yeah for sure rightfully so he puts in a lot of effort and he he tries really hard to like you know succeed and cool ass dude for sure too really nice very guy. cool guy man yeah, um tell me about cater bro cater where do we even start with cater <laughs> i was showing i was showing ashley a a picture it was probably from like 2016 with yeah. the whole team mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's just... tiny little peanut little peanut head with it, like he's got a shaved head yeah. yeah and i told ashley she's like god christian doesn't want to do his homework or nothing i said no he wants to go and be on fucking baker at 13 years old yep. and going traveling around and drinking piss dude it's exactly That's what he wants to do <laughs> I mean, Kate is the best. I've known him since he was, I don't know, yeah, like 13 or something like that, whenever he first started getting Baker boards, you know? Um, so it's been crazy to see him grow into what he is now. You know, he's one of those people where I see him on Instagram and I'm like always excited to see the skating that he's putting up on there. You know, it's like, I don't know, he's just got it. Whatever it yeah, is, he's got it. Definitely, you know, he's like bro. A, he's like a Rowan, Rowan Zarilla to me anyway, you know, like they've just got it yeah they just have that magical like touch where it doesn't matter what they're doing they can just look really good and comfortable on a skateboard yeah so now he's uh he's on nike now right yeah i think so I don't that's really, fucking crazy yeah i don't really know what the situation is there or whatever like what happened with vans or what's going on with nike but yeah he's been wearing nikes as of late that's so cool dude yeah and he just turned what 18 yeah just turned 18 in october i believe Guys, everybody listen. I hope there's a lot of young skaters listening to this shit right now. Definitely. It's like, you know, we were talking earlier Mm -hmm. about, you know, how I do motivating and things like that. It's, you know, you get to somewhere and you're like, come on guys this is this is the way yeah yeah and everybody's just like i don't know where where to yeah, like, I don't it, know this to do. is the fucking way I just, I just did it for you like, this is go. the way like come on yeah, yeah you know and it just 
just to, to paint these pictures, bro, it's like, if this is what you guys want to do, this for is sure. just what you have to do. Yeah, for That's sure. That's it. Get rid of all the other bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want if you want to be a pro skater, skate. Exactly. Don't, don't fucking worry about your friends. Don't worry about fucking girls. Don't worry about none of that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about, like, getting caught up with drinking and doing drugs or any of that shit, you know? Yeah. Just, just skate. Like, did know. you ever uh did you ever go down any of those paths no not really like like i said before i hung out with my homie that was the always straight, straight edge, edge. Yeah. yeah and then like you know i kind of dabbled with drinking a little bit and like i didn't really start like smoking until i was older yeah and then like i don't know just kind of i don't know never really fell for it mm. never fell for the trap you know mm-hmm. like it was always funner to me to go out and be productive and get tricks and like accumulate that footage than to go out and get wasted that night yeah you know like i'm not gonna see any benefits or rewards from getting wasted that night so it's like don't get me wrong i'm definitely down to party and whatnot like there's something special coming up like a video premiere or something like that you know like i'm more than down to get wasted and party with my friends and stuff but yeah i just don't really see the need to be doing it all the time like i feel like a lot of people go through the habit of okay i did a trick today i'm gonna go get wasted Mm. i did this today i'm gonna go get wasted and it's like well like Maybe you should just accumulate all those tricks, put them all into that one video part. And once the video part comes out, then get wasted. You know, yeah. so it's like, I don't know. It's a, all about, to me, just kind of choosing the right time and place to be doing shit. Do you feel like you're able to um, delay your your enjoyments and then until all the work is done? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, I'm not going to have a good time until it's done. Yeah. You know, like I'm like still in the back of my head, like, oh, I still need to do this. I still yeah. need to do that. Like I want everything done before I'm like, oh, all right, let the load off. It's finished. Yeah. I'll do whatever now. It's really a, a a way to, like you have to train your mind yeah, to for do sure. that stuff. You yeah. know, I listen to a lot of like self-help podcasts mm-hmm. and shit like that. And they say, you know, you have your bitch voice inside yeah, yeah. of you uh-huh. and your bitch voice could be, could be very convincing yeah, of sure. things, you yeah. know, like, oh, I, I just did this. Yeah, it's yeah, time exactly. to celebrate. Exactly. You know, wait, wait, you still got a lot of other shit to do. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. and it's when when you win that victory, that's yeah. just like something special. You For know, sure. And it really, it really trains you to understand that voice and yeah. understand the way that it, that it tries to morph itself mm-hmm. into something else. For sure. But I've had so many bitch voices that sound like the perfect way yep. to go. Yeah. But I'm like, nah. No, that's not it. Not going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, you you end up winning. For sure. I'm just lucky that I had that homie that was just like, like what you said, this is the way. Like, yeah. this is the way to do it. Just do it. And so I did it and it worked out. You know, yeah. I just did it the right way, the way he did it. Yeah, uh, the full straight edge thing—that that's a hard one, mm-hmm. uh, but it's very commendable. Yeah, you know, because at the end of the day, you don't need any of this shit no, at, at all. all. Yeah, uh, me myself, I haven't drank for the last ten years. Oh wow! Um, yeah. You know, when when I was starting the business, mm-hmm. I went out to one of these shows and I got completely fucked up the the night, and then I went to set up for the booth and yeah. i was just hung over yeah and then people were coming up and being like oh man you were partying last night you know i'm like bro this isn't the fucking image yeah, yeah that i want to sure. put off exactly. you know and it was just alcohols never showed me anything positive so it was so easy to exactly fucking just cut it out yeah and that's the thing is like one of the the sayings that my homie actually said and it stuck with me forever is he was like i can make life-ruining decisions completely sober yeah. Like, why do I need to make them when I'm wasted? You know, and I, that really stuck with me where I was like, 
I don't want to be making those life running decisions when I'm wasted and wake up the next morning like, what the fuck have I done? What did I do? do Why did I do that? You know, fucking up relationships and shit like that. Exactly. And so that's why I'd rather just maintain a clear, clear head, you know, and just do my day to day thing and like feel the success of uh, being productive. Yeah. You know, because you're not productive when you're getting drunk and partying and stuff. So I don't know. That's just the way I've always looked at it. And I've just been lucky in that way. I feel like haven't really had to like train my brain to like do anything otherwise. You know, it's not like I've ever been a big drinker and had to like pull back from it or anything like that. You know, it's just, I don't know. I was just lucky in the way that I just grew up that way. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. Even with, with smoking too, bro. It's like, I don't don't know if it's just the way that I look at it, but I I still look at it as like a crutch. Yeah, for sure. At at nighttime, you know, I need to smoke Mm because I need to wind down and I need to turn off my brain and shit. I want to get to the most raw of myself for sure. where I can handle myself mm-hmm. without anything. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's like, I feel like the best way. Yeah. Like I feel like uh, cigarettes is a big one mm. that is just like, I'll just have a cigarette. It's a good like stress reliever or whatever. Or I'm in an awkward situation. I'll just have a cigarette or whatever. You know, it's like you rely on this shit so much, but yeah, it would, re- would really become like, it would really be a nice time to become dependent on nothing yeah just be like well whatever you know actually today is the first last night i didn't smoke Mm -hmm. and if guys if you're listening if you smoke all the time and then you stop like you literally go through some kind of withdrawal yeah yeah i was fucking sweating last night i couldn't sleep i said fuck it i'm not smoking you know Mm -hmm. and i just wake up today and everything's just so much more clear for sure yeah you know you feel that fog Mm -hmm. lifted off of you yeah and when I feel that, I'm just like, bro, I want to live every day I feel like, like this. Yeah, you wake up at 6 o'clock and you're exactly. like, bam, let's bam, fucking bam, go. Bam, bam, You've done everything by the time it's 10 a.m. and no one's even woken up yet. Bro, if I, I if I smoke 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to fucking get up. You yeah, know, like, I don't want to go to work. I, I don't want to go fucking do mm-hmm. this. And then now I'm like, I don't have to go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so it makes it even harder, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like. I have to kick that. Yeah. I have to make smoking a dessert. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Something mm-hmm. fun. Not something to rely on. Exactly, yeah, dude. For sure. and it's just, you know, every day I'm just trying to dial it in. For sure. i got to treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Treat myself. Definitely, man. What do you do for fun? Well, I just got a new girlfriend from kind of like March sort of thing, like kind of wow. in, the, yeah, in the beginning of like COVID. You're in it still, yeah. bro. Yeah, I know. So we just like kick it a lot together, you know, and she's got a little dog. Yeah. And so I find a lot of my time I'm just spending with them and like, I don't know. Just, That's awesome. Yeah. Bro. Like uh, we went to some caves the other day up in like the Hollywood Hills, uh-huh. some, like, random caves. So yeah, just kind of trying to do a little bit of like exploring. And, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. What the hell was in the caves? Nothing. It was just like, seriously, this random cave that you walk through. How deep was it? um i mean it probably went from like here to where my car is mm, you know you okay just, you just walk underneath what it. the hell yeah super random and you can see the hollywood sign in one direction like wow so, yeah, so random that's cool but, yeah dude. i just like to do stuff like that be outside or you know i like to be inside too just watching tv doing not much too yeah so yeah yeah there's there's definitely value in that shit too definitely yeah. you know i i used to live by the thing where it's like yo you got to be doing something all the time mm-hmm. yeah that shit just burnt me out man and now when i'm not not doing something yeah i'm still doing something for sure my time is being spent exactly even if my wife and i are watching tv and we're chilling she's happy 
I'm with her. Exactly. Yeah. She's not somewhere else. I'm not somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about. Oh, I hope she's okay. I hope mm-hmm. nothing happens. Yep. We're right here. We're fucking chilling. Yep, exactly. If people from the outside would look in and be like, "Dude, you're not doing nothing. You're just watching TV." I don't give a fuck, bro. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. Right now, yeah, I'm 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 safe right now. I'm with my lady. I don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Dude. That's that's kind of uh, how I feel too. So yeah, we've just been kind of doing that, trying to explore a little bit. Bro, that's beautiful, dude. Yeah, no, it's cool. And plus, like, having these cars and stuff now, like, all I want to be doing is driving. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Dude, hopefully these meets start happening. Man, for if sure. they don't, fuck it. We're going to start a meet, Yeah, dude. for sure. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. I'm we'll start down. a meet. We'll go hang out, dude. I want to start doing more car shit, for bro. For sure. Yeah, I'm trying to get trying to get a little more involved in it all. So yeah. what what is your goal in the, like, in, in that hobby? What do you, you want to see come out of it? I mean, mostly it's personal satisfaction of learning mm-hmm. about cars you know that's kind of what i want to have the most but i also just want to have a car that i enjoy driving you know and uh something that i can put a little bit of my time into that doesn't involve skating it yeah. doesn't involve like really relying on other people it just relies on me being motivated to learn and so that's kind of like that's really it like i'm not trying to be like a sponsored car driver or something mm-hmm. you know like a whatever like i'm i pay for all my parts i do everything you know yeah like i'm more than happy to I'm, i would love to support the scene and everything so it's like i don't know yeah I, d- I don't really see much coming from it apart from me learning well there is a few guys that have made the transition yeah. like uh bucky lassick yeah 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 he's mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of stuff yeah in the sure. automotive community yeah and then um i know he was in this gator but travis pastrana mm-hmm. too yeah you know for sure and it, it's cool because like i said they they overlap yeah, so yeah. it's not like yo skater get out of here this is car shit that's where i feel like a big thing is missing where like i feel like there's more skaters than you think that are into cars yes and i feel like there's a lot of car dudes who either are into skating or used to be into skating mm, mm-hmm. so you're obviously still currently into skating but i feel i guarantee there's so many car dudes out there that are like i used to skate yeah you know and like that obviously don't have any connection to it whatsoever now but i still feel like they like the aesthetic and like the look and the feel of being a skateboarder yeah you know so i don't know it's kind of crazy how it all intertwines it's funny with the automotive community dude it's like if you're not from it and you never really experienced it yeah once you experience it you're just like well, what the fuck? Yeah. You guys do this? Yeah. You know, I seen, um, there's this channel called Eliminate Mm -hmm. and, um, they're from they're from up north in NorCal, and yeah. the guy Randy he skates too, but he's just a, a car guy, drifter and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching the No Jumper channel, yeah. And um, I saw one of the vlogs that they had, and one of the guys was gonna go film a music video or oh, some sick. shit, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to eliminate." I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck? How how are these <laughs> like? How are they crossing yeah, paths? Yeah, for sure. You know." So I'm very intrigued, dude. I'm watching it. And then I see these rappers, and you know fucking rappers, dude, fucking jewelry and yeah, shit yeah. like that, fucking cool guys. Mm-hmm. By the end of the episode, you see their real personality. Right. Fucking, oh, man, that's so cool, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're so excited because yeah. they actually get to drop that facade. Exactly, yeah, for sure. You don't have to be that fucking rapper no, with the chain all. and, you know, the Lambos and shit. Exactly, yeah. Like, this car might be a little more fun to you, for you sure. know? And I, I want to see a lot more of a mixture yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, for sure. I feel like the automotive community has a lot to mm-hmm. offer. Definitely. It's a fucking huge community. Yeah. And if you're talking about like if there's eyes there, mm-hmm. bro, this, these YouTubers 
are fucking insane. They have so yeah. many followers, and that's, dude. That's what Jay tells me. He's like, you know, skating's got its own like niche market. These are people that ride skateboards or who have ridden skateboards. But cars, everybody can drive a car. Yeah. Everybody can get involved in a car, some type of car scene. You know, not that everybody does, but the option is there. Yeah. So it's like, of course, there's going to be way more eyes on the car industry than there would be on something like skateboarding. Yeah. So that's something that I tend to forget too, is that like, there are so many people out there in the car industry that can like do things, you know, like do a lot of stuff. So yeah, there is, it could be a really good mixture for sure. For sure. Especially if you, like you say that you don't want to be a, a sponsored builder or anything, yeah. but like it can all mix together. Yeah, for sure. It can all definitely, definitely yeah. happen. I just, I would hate for people to think that I expect that because I'm a pro skater that I expect to have, the golden treatment in got the car you, industry got too. You. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, this dude probably gets all his shit done for free on his car because he's a pro skater, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's not the case. Like, I'm paying to have my shit done. Yeah. I like pay for the parts. It's like, I'm not hitting these people up being like, can I get this for free for exactly. a shout out? Like, I know how it goes. Like, yeah. I know how it is. Like, it's like, I'm just like the person outside in this industry, you know? Like, I'm just a nobody who yeah. knows nothing. But at the end of the day, dude, people are going to say whatever. Yeah, you know, as sure. long as as long as you know yeah, in yeah, your heart what sure. it is. Because a lot of the time on my socials, like, I, I'll be bigging up so many brands. Yeah. And probably from the outside, it looks like, yo, they're, they're giving him shit yeah, or yeah, what have sure. you. But mm-hmm. it's like... I like to see people win, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I if I could give somebody a platform where nobody would know about their stuff or, sure. you know, to, to highlight their stuff, why the fuck wouldn't I do it? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, yeah. I think it's the way that the public looks at it. Yeah. They look at it in a negative light. But I think that's what we should all be doing. I think so, too. It's like, I mean, you've got the wealth. You've got the, the I mean, the platform to support other people. It's like, I don't know. You might as well definitely man you might as well and that is why uh people appreciate that shit too yeah people really do appreciate it so it's like mm. oh they do i i've seen it firsthand man um people are trying fucking hard dude people are trying really hard Mm -hmm. as hard as you tried for your goals as hard as i tried for my goals there's other people exactly that are trying to make their goals happen Mm -hmm. and it's hard it's hard so if i see somebody that that was in the situation that I was in. Yeah. I'm going to do for them what I wish somebody would have done for me. Exactly. Instead yeah. of harp on that, like, well, nobody fucking helped me out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, and I feel like it's very easy to fall into that. Like, Definitely. Into that uh, mindset too. Yeah. So it, it is. I had to do it the hard way. You got to do it the hard way. Mm-hmm. Well, the only reason I had to do it the hard way is because nobody that was watching me had that inside of them to think well, let me help this guy out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That says about them. Mm-hmm. That doesn't say anything about me. Yeah, when exactly. I get to this situation, if I can fucking help people out, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it. Exactly. But I'm going to be what people weren't to me. For sure. You know, and that's, it's, uh, I mean, it's always nice to pay it forward. Always definitely. Pay it forward dude. a little bit. Cause it's, it's so easy to pay it backwards. Exactly. Dude. And yeah. I think that uh, us as a society, we're just used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we need to give more than we take, I feel like. So. yeah hell yeah man i am uh dude I, i'm so excited for this new journey hell yeah in life bro it's, I'm, I'm telling you bro like i said at the beginning dude thank you bro you you and jay you, you guys have just showed me what i was missing this whole of course. time yeah no i'm uh i'm equally as appreciative of like the support from you too hell yeah i don't know like i don't know it's like a 
I didn't think I'd really be getting into the car world, especially in America. But to have you and Jay around to like help me out and stuff. Of course, man. Very, very appreciated. Yeah, of course, so. dude. And and Jay have, I've, and I have talked about this so many times. And, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with you. You you get burnt out of skating. I want to do something else. Exactly, yeah. And I feel the same exact way. I get burnt out of this whole industry, this car stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want to figure out something else that I can do. Yeah, for sure. And then if I could do this hobby with my son, dude, mm-hmm. yep. and then see him grow and try to instill like this work ethic in him. For sure. Like, bro, if you don't like to do homework, that's that's cool. Get through this shit. Yeah. And then when you're on your own, then you can figure out whatever you want to do. But exactly. this energy that you have, focus it on something. Exactly, if you wanna yeah. be If you want to be skating, skate every, skate. every minute that you get. Skate. Every chance that you get. Mm-hmm. You take care of your homework. Yep go fucking skate yeah but like these opportunities that we get i i try to tell them all the time like bro when we skate at baker boys like this is a dream come true for sure yeah like a lot of kids his age like will never get to experience something like that yeah and it's cool and it's the hard part too uh of being like wanting to give him things yeah but teaching him the lesson Mm -hmm. at the same time for sure because i i've I had to learn the lessons on my own. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I had to figure it out. You got to figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I'm in the position now to give him a better life. Exactly, yeah. Which, but, I mean, that's what that's what how it goes, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell him all the time, like, yo, bro, when you get older, your kids better have a way better life. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you, got, have... you got some shit to do because your life is pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell him I'm, that. I'm, same I'm hooking you up right now, so... <laughs> better get to work i tell him that same thing man but he's a great kid yeah, he's, no, he's super appreciative he's amazing man. for sure and um i just love it dude life is beautiful yeah, it's nice to see uh someone that young into skateboarding but like that into skateboarding like yeah. when we we're out skating the other day and i was sitting in the back with him he's like asking questions and questions which is amazing like yeah. i love that i'd be doing the exact same thing like what's this person like what is it like to get this what is it like to do that <laughs> like i want to know all of this stuff you know so that like that's something for me to aspire towards, you know? Yeah. So if I, if I had the, the option to like pick a pro skater's brain when I was 13, like best believe I'd be asking some questions. Yeah. You know? Hell so. yeah, man. Dude, that would be my dream to just uh, maybe a pro skater, but whatever makes him happy. Yeah. Skating's what makes him happy. Yeah, for sure. To see him do that until whenever, yeah. you know, to, to make the best out of it and to get to the pinnacle, mm-hmm. just like you, bro. For like, sure. That's a fucking dream, man. Definitely. I would definitely recommend that he, if he was going to continue with the skating path, to also continue with the car thing too. Yeah. I would definitely recommend being able to have both. Not like so much of like, you have to do this and be a mechanic. Just more so like, I don't know, like learn the tricks of the trade, learn the, the general stuff, you know, so that when skating is done, You've got something to go Something back to. else, yeah. Yeah. It really didn't click to me until mm-hmm. I started driving. Yeah. Because when I same thing like you, my dad was always working on cars and mm-hmm. hey, help me with this. I'm yeah. like, I don't fucking do this. I don't yep. want to do the brakes or what have yeah, you. That's the same shit. Same <laughs> shit when I was a kid. Like, oh really? Change like, the oil. Yeah, like I'm not doing this shit. Like, all right, pull the dipstick out. Like, let's see how much oil we've got. Like, no, I don't want to do any of this. Hey, did you do this one? Did your dad tell you go dig a hole in the backyard so we can pour the oil? Oh in? my god, no, I never did that. <laughs> it's past the statute of limitations, oh guys. Fuck you. <laughs> I was I was told about stealing air from the the gas station. Though. Oh really? Yeah. It's like quick, put the air in the tires and get out of here before they catch us. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's air. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's like 
my dad was into cars when mm-hmm. he was younger yep. and he was always working on cars and yeah. it just didn't click to me because it wasn't fun yeah me either. but until i drove then mm-hmm. i'm like whoa this is fun yeah see even then like i didn't have like a car that i was stoked on when i first started driving or mm-hmm. anything like that it kind of just like it's just now i'm older and i'm like have more like i have a little bit of my own money that now i can be like okay i want to yeah. buy a car and now I want to buy a car that I really want, not just a car to get me from A to B. Yeah. Something that I'm going to put a bit of time and effort into and like really care about. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, that's the reason why it happened. And then Jay, Jay got the Civic. Yeah. And like I had a Mini Cooper at that point and he, I, I don't know, it was like, it was so shit. Like it was a shit car. You know? Yeah. Because I kind of grew up having old Mini Coopers in my family. So I was like, oh, I'll just get a new one. The same type of shit. You yeah. Know, like whatever. The car sucked. So I was like, all right, I got rid of it. And Jay got the Civic and I was like, all right, well, I almost went and got a $10,000 loan from the bank to just buy like a Toyota Corolla, you know, like off the lot. Gotcha. It would end up costing me like 13 grand or something with taxes and everything. I was at the dealership and they ran my credit and they're like, you don't have any credit. <laughs> and I was like, what? Really? I've got like the Credit Karma app. It says I've got credit. And then they were like, we could still do it, but you're going to end up paying. you got to put more down, whatever. And I was just like, uh... I'm just going to go home and think about it, you know? So I went home and, you know, we were just kind of chilling and Jay just kind of looked at me. He's like, you should buy this and just held his phone up <laughs> and it was the white E30 and I was just like, all right, yeah. sweet. So he just drove me to the dealership and I went and bought it. No and shit. I was like, yeah, that was my car and I was like, all right, sweet. And I loved it. Yeah. So I was like, that's just, yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, but it was all because of Jay getting the Civic. Everyone like, needs a Jay, bro. For real. Definitely. He's like a mentor. Yeah. Like a big brother. Definitely. Definitely like uh not only like is he my team manager he's like the dude who teaches me like stuff about cars teach me stuff about life like oh this is what you have to do if you like want to do this in life like whatever he he's like kind of experienced most of it so yeah he just passes the information down to me no i definitely look at him like that dude it's just sure. h- him being older and more wise and been around and sure. just like and um, he's, he's been in my my industry like the skate oh yeah industry. i could just imagine the skate industry dude yeah so and it's like he's had such a personal connection with reynolds for so long he knows so much shit about so like a lot of stuff like he down to the point of like board shapes and how boards are supposed to be like he knows the way a board is supposed to work and everything like that you know it's like more than just riding the skateboard yeah so I love it, man. Yeah, me too. Jay's a fucking great guy. Yep. So let's paint this picture, bro. We're going to manifest both of these E3, or E30s. Yep. Dude. So what are they going to look like at the end? Well, What's, what, what do you want to be? The white one, I'm, I'm uh, kind of thinking is going to stay pretty similar to how it is now. Got you. Um, needs to get a new front front lip, like a new front balance. Because okay. it's so low that every time you pull into like a parking spot or whatever, if you just touch one of the little parking blocks, it's going to like rip off. Oh, okay. Gotcha, so yeah, gotcha, I'm, gotcha. I'm missing that, but that, that needs to be fixed. And apart from that, I'm probably going to keep that one pretty like standard, you know? Okay. The other one right now is in the shop and I'm not really doing too, anything too crazy to it. Cause I feel like the, the main step to do with the E30 is to just get the swap, the motor swap, you know, and get the S52 or whatever. Mm. And personally, I think I like the coupe the most yeah and so like right now i've got two sedans so i don't know if i want to put another 10 g's or whatever into swapping the motor into a car that i know isn't the one yeah you know so i'm like all right just want to do the maintenance have the car run perfectly be able to drive it from here to new york if i wanted to yeah and like i I bought an intake for it the other day so make it sound a little cooler and Mm -hmm. shit so like that's really as far as i want to go with it i need to get it all buffed and stuff after getting it repainted yeah want to get the it's got some uh bbs's on it 
I think they're reps, mm-hmm. but I want to get them all fixed up because they're all kind of like, I don't know, paint's all kind of coming off. And yeah. Like, it's like someone's driven through like a, a puddle of red paint. So there's like red paint splatter all over one of the rims. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, all this shit needs to be fixed up. You know, like I, I want it to look really nice. Yeah. But still want it to be like a daily driver. How, have you uh, given any thought from reps versus real parts? I mean, yeah, I really would like to get some real ones. The reps are the ones that came on it when I bought it. Um, but I mean, it's also the difference between a grand and like three grand you know, for a set of real BBSs or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something I would like to do eventually, but right now I'm still just like a messy skater driving from spot to spot and like my shit's going to get screwed up. Yeah. So I'm not trying to put all the the main effort into this one car that I'm still just kind of like learning on and fucking around with, you know. So you're you're saying you would want an E30 coupe? Yep. Like an M3? I don't know if I would go the M3. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if I really like how wide the body is, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, I like the. I like how they're a little more thinner. You know, like the old 2002s? Mm. The old BMWs, they're like even smaller than the, the E30s, you know? It's tiny. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a... I don't know if it's like an E21 maybe. I'm still learning this. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm still learning too. I don't know a lot about it. But yeah, it's like an older, like an older model that's even smaller, you know? Yeah. Even thinner and like I think it's only a two-door. And it's like, I don't know, that shit's so sick. Yeah. Because I grew up around minis and stuff too. I prefer oh, like a smaller gotcha, car. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if an M3 is for me. Obviously, like the the motor and everything's obviously the best. But as for the look and everything, I just prefer a standard coupe, I think. I feel you. Yeah. That's like one of my dreams right there. The M3? Uh, the M3. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the E30 M3, that would be so sick, mm-hmm. dude. Um, that's just of recent too. Yeah. I haven't really, to be honest, dude... Take me back three years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck about BMWs. For sure, me too. I, I did not care about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You know, my wife worked at BMW uh-huh. ever since I met her in mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah. And I never cared yeah, at yeah. all. Uh-huh. And then come 2016, I think it was, 17, 16 or 17, yeah. I was in the market to buy a new car. And I was literally probably going to get like a GTR or mm-hmm. something. And she's like, just check out an M. That's it. Just yeah, come yeah. by. I says, all right, fuck it. Come by. So yeah. I went to her work and uh, went in the the basement. And then they had the the F80, uh, the M4. Mm-hmm. Frozen white, the wow. carbon roof. That's so sick. Fucking light uh-huh. right over it, yep. dude. The door open with the light on oh the ground, the red interior. Yep. And I'm like, god damn this car is so fucking sick for dude. sure and i i just see like the tag and i'm like nah fuck no and yeah. then she's like just fucking do it yeah just, for real. just do it i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i've got i've got the okay i'll do it bro i literally went in there two hours later drove that car yeah from the fucking showroom dude mm-hmm. ever since that is like driving that car it just did something to me and like I fucking love this For car. Sure. Yeah. And the only thing that I do regret is not doing mods to it right when I got it. Okay, yeah. I spread it over like a three-year three year basis. And when I got to about like the last year, year and a half, mm-hmm. the car was in the exact position that I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Tuned, lowered, mm-hmm. exhaust, wheels, everything. Yeah. Then when I got the M8, it was like, I'm doing all of this shit. 
ASAP. Yeah, for sure. And dude, I fucking love that car. Yeah, that car bro. is a beast. <laughs> yeah, I think it's crazy. It's so wild, yeah. bro. I love it. But mm-hmm. it's just it's it's literally the ultimate driving machine, man. Yeah, definitely. That's their slogan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Say. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. And, and and ever since then I've just been uh paying a little more attention to bmws yeah for sure went to uh like beamer fest before check that out it was pretty cool man but at the beginning i didn't i'm not able to appreciate it you don't really know too much because i don't know what this e30 is i don't know what the significance Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know anything about this oh that's a cool car yeah yeah you know but Uh then um few months ago i went on on a bmw cruise oh sick that shit was so uh, fun I bet. Dude. I bet it's amazing and it's just it's, it's just another culture yeah you know you get there and you see the guys and you're like, okay that guy's the man because yeah, everybody's yeah, going sure. to see him yeah, or whatever yeah. yeah i actually uh just started following like a bunch of like the e30 owners that i've like seen on instagram throughout like southern california and oh stuff. really it's like the one dude with the the black m3 i don't know if you've seen it um street, yeah with the sweeper i think his name is okay yeah no um there's a there's a guy that's in not not the honda world but yeah. like in the import world that i follow i think it's uh stan chen okay and he has a black one. Oh, okay, oh yeah. my god it's so fucking yeah this sick, dude's dude. is black too and it's it's so it's immaculate yeah it looks perfect and they always do photo shoots yep. these professional know, photos I'm I'm like, like what the oh, fuck bro it looks so good yeah man but it's just and like i said earlier you know about if i was to go on an automotive podcast yeah it's like if they're gonna ask me questions I'm like oh yeah that's, that's cool yeah the m3 is tight yeah <laughs> yeah for sure. the f27b i like that one yeah, you know? yeah even in the honda community people they'll message me I'm like hey do you have parts for f f23 like, i'm like uh what kind of car is that like, yeah. oh well it's a 97 civic or some oh, shit yeah, like yeah, that i'm like, like yeah why don't you fucking just say that yeah right? for sure <laughs> but yeah. you th- you would expect somebody if this is their industry for them to, to geek out yeah to use the it. scientific names and shit yeah, yeah but for it, sure. it's not like that dude i'm, I'm not that kind of automotive mm-hmm. enthusiast for sure i'm the guy that likes to, to wrench on the car build it however i want yeah go to fucking meets and exactly, just drive yeah. around yeah for sure that's what i love yeah, it for i just want to spend time behind the wheel just driving hell know? yeah dude and yet learning that's like i said before it's learning and then driving well we got to do it man for sure i'm I feel excited like, bro. i feel like there's nothing better than well obviously not breaking down on the side of the road is tight <laughs> but like when you break it break down on the side of the road but then being able to diagnose the problem and then being able to fix it yourself that's, have you done that yet no not quite but i mean i just haven't really had to be in the that predicament yet yeah uh touch wood yeah but, uh, but yeah so one day i'm sure it'll happen yeah, yeah it's, it's always like jay car's broken down what do i do <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. i feel you dude it's just the more tinkering you do with For it sure, yeah. you, you start understanding like okay well it's kind of doing the same thing that it did last exactly time. and it's like no matter how much you or jay or anyone tells me about a car i'm not going to learn anything until i'm under the hood exactly like, you know, on it myself yeah so. and it's the same thing with skating exactly. you're not going to know yes. until you do someone it someone could tell you how to do a trick all day but until you start trying it yourself, you're not gonna know. Yeah, and, the, and it's with the with cars, bro. The more shit that you fuck up, the better that you're gonna get. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm too worried to fuck up on these cars, but I don't know. Just need to go for it. Yeah, you just gotta get a Civic, dude. But yeah, for sure, a little bolt together, get some Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bolt it together, and then you're like, ah, no, throw it away. Yeah, now, for dude. sure. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, Jay makes it look so fun though. 
so the, cool, dude. The, the Civic game, you know? Bro, I'm I'm looking at Jay's car and I'm like, oh man, I see so much shit it's that a, we should do to it's it. It's such a blank canvas right yeah, now, Yeah, it is, Yeah, dude. it's like, could do so much shit to it. And I'm always trying to tell him, hey, so we should case swap it or Yeah, no, yeah I'll just keep it chill. Keep it be, yeah. All right, that's cool. Well, what about this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> about all-wheel sure. drive. <laughs> always. Like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Just gonna keep it how it is. Yeah. Always. Hell yeah. Jake. Thank you so much for your time, Dude, bro. I no, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Like I said before, like I'm I'm stoked to get to know you and like get to know the car industry a little more. And yeah, like, hell yeah. I don't know. Yeah, learn learn a lot more about something that I'm into. Dude, likewise, bro. Hell you yeah. know, we're we're definitely helping each other out. For sure. Because I'm 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 living a child fantasy yeah, me right too. now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly, Both bro. We're, sure. we're from the same place, yeah. dude. And yep. we started the same the same fucking video. Yeah, I love it. And to just be here and so like good. fast forward and we have the same we're thinking the same way <laughs> we didn't coordinate guys not at all <laughs> but it's just it's, it's beautiful man yeah. it's uh i'm looking forward to this year dude for sure yeah me too i think it's going to be a good like busy year and i think that after last year being so hectic i think a lot of people are gonna like really be on it and be like okay need to really do something for yeah. myself because last year like people weren't doing anything for me you know so exactly man yeah well jake i wish you the best bro and i look forward to making these memories with oh, you brother yeah. thank you so much for everything of course man so if everybody listening right now where can they follow you at uh on instagram uh my handle is at jake hayes h-a-y-e-s sweet and then yeah that's pretty much all i use make sure you guys go check out some of these videos on youtube too just go run back and uh just search his name on youtube and there's so much good stuff in there he's fucking nuts flying in the air everywhere jumping everything and just doing living the dream man it's a beautiful thing bro hell yeah frank i appreciate you and i appreciate everybody listening and everything it's hey likewise brother amazing to be here hell yeah guys i hope you enjoyed this podcast and um if you do please go over to jake's page go show him some love and uh let's keep this going man this is downtime with downstar episode 219 and we're out peace peace